0: Real gon' recognize, real gon' recognize, real gon' recognize, real, real, real. Only gon' recognize, still, still, I reckon I will
1: Like we always do with this time. I go for mine, I get the shine, let's your hands,
2: Welcome, welcome welcome back everybody to the kirp radio show i'm your host pudgy you guys know what time it is man 12 18 2011 it's a beautiful day it was a beautiful day in nc i know it was also a beautiful day in washington To my folks out there you guys were cold but it is what it is so shout out to the people out there we're broadcasting live in washington today and it's going to be a beautiful thing man shout out to the fam out there wmmg the whole wmmg fam 500 through 1600 a.m. on your radio dial. Hope you can get it if you can't. Too bad. Catch the podcast. Or, you know, you can catch us online or you can dial in. Also, shout out to my folks over there in L.A., man. WMMG, the whole team over there. Story and the whole crew. Shout out to you guys. Appreciate you guys holding us down. We are the number one black conservative radio station online in the Southeastern United States. And uh, we've been doing it here just shortly over a year. You know, just couple of weeks over a year and uh you know it's real big so big shout out to all the people out there who's supporting us who always come through who's always holding us down to the people who leave the comments you know the folks that i get in arguments with all the time i really i really appreciate the uh the anxiety that you caused me <laughs> it's crazy I love um you guys know I I got I definitely got to give another shout out to you know when we do shout outs on the show it is what it is if you don't like it I'm sorry but definitely got to give another shout out to my folks at I love being a Black Father the organization that we created myself and my man Rashad Woods shout out to Rashad Woods and Contessa Woods out there holding us down with um the the charity the organization I'm sorry called I love being a Black Father and uh you know just this weekend it's 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 crazy because you guys know I'm I'm all over the place all the time trying to do different things and, and I'm trying to accomplish several things at one time. But uh you know, I have a large family, that's no secret. But um I had a guy tell me um on Twitter. This guy really went in. I'm, let, me, let me give you some Twitter shine. All, you know, we 200 200,000 listeners strong. I want you guys to give this give this man some shine. His uh his Twitter tag is Midnight Midnighter Doctor 2010, and uh, I know my voice sounds kind of crazy, but I'm sick. You know, I'm still getting over this cold. But anyway, this guy Midnight Doctor 2010, he went in on me, man. You know, he started telling me about how racist I was because I need to take race out of the "I love being a black father." He said I'm only relevant because I use race, and I do this with race, and I do that with race, and I'm racist, and. You know, he left all sorts of comments for me, and I know a lot of people saw it, and, uh, you know, we went back and forth for a minute, and, you know, I just had to tell him, but at the end of the day, you know, some issues that we attack, some issues that we approach, some issues that need to be talked about are racial issues. I can't help if you don't like it. By now, if you listen to my show long enough, you guys know... I'm always reaching out. I'm always speaking and always trying to do something for the black community, because I feel like there's a lot of things that are void, that are null and void in the black community that people feel like we need, but that's not needed. There are other things that we need. And, and you know, those things I like to talk about on a regular basis. But, you know, I'm sorry if somebody feel that way. I'm, I'm, you know, actually, I'm not sorry. I really don't care how you feel. You know, if you, if you feel like, you know, by me speaking on the black community or on behalf of the black community or talking about some of the things that we need to do in the black community to improve it, that's just too bad. You know what I mean? There are things out there that are different. I don't care if somebody's white. I don't care if you're Jewish. I don't care if you're black, blue, or green. I don't care. But at the end of the day, there are things that we have to attach, and we can't sugarcoat it, man. You got to call it what it is, and sometimes you have to speak directly to those people. If I was a white male from a poor white community, I will be talking about some of the things that I know that needs to be done in the poor white communities. Hell, I talk about them anyway, and I'm a black man. But at the end of the day, I know that these things need to be talked about. I know that we need to be educated in widespread in our communities. And, and I won't stop doing that. And I won't apologize for doing that. So anybody that feels like I'm racist because of the stance that I take and because of the things that I choose to do and I feel that is needed, hey, you know what to do, man. You can ignore me. You can cut me off. You don't have to listen to the show. You don't have to email. You don't have to write me cuz one thing for sure, I didn't come to him. You know, he came to me. So shout out to that gentleman man. I hope you guys show him a lot of love. I hope you hit him up. Tell him how much you appreciate him. You know, him getting at me. I guess he feel like he's some sort of uh he feels some kind of special or something because you know, he called me out on on Twitter, but it's amazing, man. You get these internet gangsters and you know these internet politicians and these people don't get up and do a thing. I'm I'm out there working, baby. That's one thing for sure. You can see me press conferences in the street, in the neighborhoods, giving out food, serving food, doing surveys at polls, talking to politicians at the state house in Washington. We all over, man, and we doing positive things out here. And uh, you know it is what it is. And that's what this radio station and this radio show stands for. WMMG, um, you know my media company. Uh KRP radio and everybody that's on my show, <clears throat> excuse me, we do this for the sole benefit of other people. We don't take our time. We're not making uh trillions of dollars. We're not like Rush out here. We're not we're not making money like Rush and Neil Bortz and some of these other guys. And, and no disrespect to these guys, you know, you do what you do and the Russ Pauls and all them you, you guys do what you do because it's in some form or fashion, you guys are needed too. You know what I mean? And and you know it is what it is, but we out here, we're out here working And I appreciate everybody coming, listening to the show, man. We got another beautiful show that's going down tonight. And I'm glad everybody could be present, man. I see the lines are buzzing already. We'll get to you guys because we definitely want some, uh, we want some, uh, some advice. I guess that's how you want to call it. We want to conversate. We want to talk about this thing, but we definitely want some advice from some of the people out here and some of the parents out here. This week, we got a couple of guests that's going to come on the show. We got Kevin Daniels. Uh, president of the Frederick Douglass Foundation, also coach, mentor, coaches on the rec league. He's played at the collegiate level, uh all star MVP all over New York City. And we also got my man Ron on here, CEO of uh we it athletics. Ron's gonna come on. He's gonna break down some things to you guys. You know, we'll get his bio out there. We'll let him, you know, I'm a, I'm not not a lot about praising people. I try to praise people for the things they do. And and one thing for sure, we it at we it athletics are, are doing some beautiful things in the community. So I definitely want to give a BIG shout out to those guys. But the topics of the day is uh number one, we're gonna talk about sports and our children. It's is the sports nation hurting or helping our kids today because there's a lot of things that's going on in sports. I'm sure you guys know about the Penn State issues, the Syracuse issues. There's so many other issues and so many other things that's going on. And sports is tied into every single aspect of entertainment, whether you know it or not. Every time you watch an a NFL game or NBA game or a hockey game or what may have you, a baseball game or whatever, they always bring out a celebrity to sing the national anthem. They're talking about what celebrities are in the front row. And, you know, for what it's worth, a lot of things are attached to sports. So, you know, we just want to talk about it and see if we can't chop it up, see if see if we can give, you know maybe give some advice and and you know i do coaching too so i got some things i want to say but mainly for the parents out here we want to talk about some things that you need to be aware of some things that you need to see and maybe some things you need to do to help the team out to help your kids out and to help the other kids out there who don't have a parent out there on the field or who don't have a positive role model out there on the football field on the basketball court hockey baseball field whatever all sports included so you know that's what we're going to talk about. We're also going to ask the question: Are athletes role models? You know we're going to talk a little about Penn, Penn a little bit about Penn State. I also want to know: Is there enough room in public sports for religion? I don't know. You guys be the judge, man. We'll check it out. We're going to come back here in just a second. I also got my girl Charlotte coming through from stretchingyourbudget.com. dot com Triad Super Saver. She's going to come through, and it's almost Christmas time, baby. It's almost Christmas Christmas time. And I don't care who don't like the word Christmas. I'm not saying Xmas. I'm not saying happy holidays. I'm saying Christmas. It is what it is. I don't care if you don't like it. I'm a Christ-like individual. I don't know what you are. No disrespect to y'all, but y'all know how I get down. I'm going to say what's on my mind. So it is what it is. My girl Charlotte's coming through from Triad Super stretchingyourbudget.com. She's going to drop some frugal knowledge on you guys, let you know how you can save a couple of dollars, how you can save some money. And it's always important not to go, like, far left field at Christmas. I know talk is cheap because I do it. I love my babies. I can't help it, but it is what it is. Anyway, in two minutes, Charlotte's going to come back and she's going to drop some knowledge on you guys. You are listening to the number one black conservative radio station in the Southeast America. That's right. Southeast America. And I got some other numbers out there, but it, you know it's not official yet. So you know we're trying to take over the world. We got some other things that's going on. And uh, if you're listening via web, www.kirpradioshow.com. DC's in the house tonight live with us. WMMG 530 through 1600 AM. Check your radio dial. You'll be able to get it somewhere around that band. Also, if you want to listen to us uh, via phone, 619 638 8559 is the number on Twitter, at symbol is me. Like I always tell folks, don't be surprised on what I might say. That's my Twitter. But the show's Twitter is at symbol K-I-R-P Radio Show. Hit us up on there. Let us know what's on your mind. And if you're on Facebook, hit us up on Facebook. Facebook.com slash K-I-R-P Radio Show. We're on YouTube, too, folks. You know what it is. K-I-R-P Radio Show. We'll be right back in one minute with Charlotte with the Stretching Your Budget Frugal Report.
3: ASAP.
2: 60,000 North Carolina families are affected by autism. One out of every 110 children born today will be diagnosed with autism. If you have any questions or need support, we can help. The Autism Society of North Carolina can be reached at 800 442. have a garage full of old junk? At least you think it's old junk. How about a storage that you've been paying the bill on for so long and you've just been moving stuff into and you're ready to get rid of it when you look at it all the time? Well, if you do, make sure you contact Faulkner's Antiques before you throw it away. Again, that's Faulkner's Antiques out of Burlington, North Carolina. Faulkner's will pay you top dollar for estates, Sterling, old furniture, pottery, signs, old toys, and etc. Faulkner's Antiques, they specialize in some of the most prolific antiques in this part of eastern North Carolina or the USA. So make sure you contact Wayne Prophet at Faulkner's Antiques. again that's Wayne Prophet. that's the man you want to talk to at Faulkner's Antiques, 336-214-6427, and if you get a hold of Wayne, guess what, he'll come to you free of charge, and if you can't get to him at that number, make sure you dial this other number, 336-675-4897, and don't forget, Wayne Prophet at Faulkner's Antiques says, don't forget the reason for the season. Check welcome 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 back folks to the kirp radio show and i have brought to you the most frugal person in the world right now in my book Charlotte from Try Triad Super Savers. How you doing tonight, Charlotte?
4: Doing
2: well, how are you? I'm doing better. Uh, I don't sound too great, but I'm I'm actually doing better. A little bit. Okay. A
4: little bit, a little bit. You got to be well before Christmas.
2: Yeah, you know, I I hope so, because that would mean three weeks. And and at three weeks, I got to go to the doctor, man, because it's it's insane right now. You know, I I just got to get over this thing, man. It's all good. I ain't no chump. So what's up with you? How how are you? How you been this week?
4: (laughs) I've been doing good. It's actually flown by this week for me.
2: Well, unfortunately,
4: the
2: weekend flew by too.
4: (laughs) It did. I actually worked on Saturday too, so I really only had today (laughs) off.
2: Whoa. And you spend your day preparing for the show. I love it, man. That's dedication right there. What do you got for us this week?
4: Well, I don't have a whole lot because, you know, Christmas is in a week from today. I can't believe it. Yeah. Um, but, you know, if you're last minute like I am this
3: year, I, mm-hmm.
4: I know you think I'm done by now, um, I just was going to go over a few online stores I found that will still ship and get it there by Christmas. So,
2: Well, any little bit helps. You got the floor.
4: <laughs> okay. Well early Merry Christmas to you all, and um, I just wanted to go over, because I, myself, am still crunching, um, trying to get some Christmas ideas. My mother-in-law just squeezed out a couple more ideas from her today, because I was like, you know, I need some ideas. So I've got some shopping to do still. Um, So I was going through, doing a little bit of research, and trying to find um, some of the online retailers that are offering shipping and delivery by Christmas. So that's super important um, if you're you're last minute like I am. And just FYI, i have never this last minute, so next year I'll be better. <laughs> but um, so some of the stores that I have found um, and really are some of my favorites to shop at anyways, um, number one is Amazon.com. You've probably heard me talk about that a lot, but I love to shop on Amazon. Um they offer so many great deals, at you know, just because of the Amazon. But um, they also offer several other ways to save um, while you're shopping. So, first of all, you can order at the very last second, Friday the 23rd, um, and still get delivery by Christmas. So they offer a free Christmas shipping calendar, and you can check that out on our site, and I'll have this posted on our website later tonight, com. And um, you can look to see the last possible delivery date and when you should, you know, have your package received. So that's really cool. Um, But some other ways that you can save through Amazon is to, um, you know, if it's something that you can purchase um, that's going to be shipped and that you could ship repeatedly, like um, Keurig K-Cups, that's something that they can do what's called subscribe and save. And you sign up for subscribe and save, and it kind of puts you on an auto-ship schedule. But once you receive your package, you just cancel your auto-save subscription. That offers you 15% off of whatever you're purchasing. So that's another extra little way to save. if Something that you're buying is something that would be a continual cycle, if that makes sense. Um, They also offer Amazon Prime. That offers you free two-day shipping. You can do a free trial right now so that you can get these packages shipped out quickly um, and ensure delivery by Christmas. So there's just a couple of ways that you can, um, you know, save while you're shopping at Amazon. Another of my favorite stores, which I've done a lot of shopping at this holiday season, is um, Kohl's. Kohl's um, right now is offering 20% off, and I will be posting that for you guys as well, the coupon code. But you can get twenty percent off and also for every fifty dollars you spend you get ten dollars in cold cash, which can be used the week after Christmas. Um so that's basically like if you spend fifty, you get ten off, so you're really only spending forty. Um and they also are offering shipping. You can place your order at the very last possible second on December twentieth at eleven um PM. So that's the last date that you can order and have your package arrive on um, before Christmas. The uh, another store that I um, would recommend is Overstock.com. Overstock offers amazing deals just like Amazon does. They're already at a discounted price. And um, the last date that you can order is December 23rd at noon. So that's really crunching it. But you can you know, order two days before Christmas, and they're um, guaranteeing the package will be there. Um Another store that's guaranteeing delivery by Christmas is Best Buy. They are actually guaranteeing that you will receive your package by Christmas Eve, and if they're wrong, they'll give you a free gift card on um, just on them. So that's another great way to um, get these last-minute deals, and they will also refund your shipping charges um, for anything that you bought and they didn't get there by Christmas. So. um, you know, these are just a few stores. I'll have some more listed on our site that you can go through and any kind of coupon codes that I can find to get your out-of-pocket, um, you know, amount lower. I will also do that as well. So some last-minute things before Christmas.
2: Well, last-minute is what everybody needs a lot of help on because I know there's a lot of people out there right now, and they're like, man, I got to get – like." one more or two more gifts, or there's a lot of people out there probably going to wait till like, Friday to get that last paycheck and then go shopping with their last paycheck, because I know how that is. You know what I'm saying? That's so, true. Yeah. you know, I'm pretty sure that could help, you know, help some folks out there. So shout-out to you for giving that info to all the people out there, helping them out. That's that's B.I.G. right there, you
4: Thank you. Have you gotten yours then?
2: You know what? See, you didn't have to put me on the spot like that.
4: Hey, but, I'm um, on the spot all the time.
3: <laughs>
2: We got most of it done I've got a couple more things to do But everything is pretty squared away I gotta say this is the first year That I've been prepared for Christmas this early Because normally man I'm like to the last minute Sometimes on Christmas day So it's it's looking better this year I'm,
4: I'm gonna put this out there And this is really bad But I actually have only wrapped four presents I still uh-huh.
2: have to wrap all of my gifts, too, so... Oh, man, <laughs> that sounds bad.
4: I'm impressed. <laughs> I
2: ain't wrapped nothing. <laughs> oh, okay,
4: mostly I don't feel that
2: <laughs> Yeah, it's one box wrapped under the tree that my six-year-old brought from school, and I guess he wrapped it for my wife. It don't have my name on it. It's got mommy's name on it, and he wrapped it, and he raps better than me, it looks like, so, you know. I do
4: competition.
2: Yeah, I can't wrap. They'll be peeking and stuff over here.
4: <laughs> He's funny.
2: Yeah, it is what it is, but, you know, got to love it. So, B.I.G., shout-out to you, Charlotte. Any shout-outs before we let you go?
4: Um, not really. <laughs> uh,
2: I don't have anything. Oh, I, I have worked out.
4: all week and weekend, and my brain's fried, so.
2: No, we do shout You got to shout-out Ben or your parents or somebody. We do shout-outs on this show. Come on. Um,
4: okay. Um, Well, shout-out to my mother-in-law. She baked you. cookies Were um... With my daughter,
2: she puts her in to kitchen he gets stuff done. So. Yes, yes. Shout out to the cookie maker. Shout out to your mother-in-law. Y'all <laughs> make me some of those cookies. Y'all, I mean, you know the address. Anyway, <laughs> big <laughs> shout out to you, Charlotte. Appreciate you coming through, with, man. Absolutely. On on a serious note, I, I really appreciate what you do, and your website, um, stretchingyourbudget.com, the the Facebook Triad Super Saver. That's a beautiful thing, man. And, and you know you put a lot of work in that and a lot of time in that and it helps. A lot of people, so you know, Big. Shout out to you for that because that that's major. That's a major way, you know, when somebody can go to your site and they can print off a couple coupons and save a hundred dollars. You know what I mean? We, my, my wife did it, and we bought a hundred dollars in grocery for like fifteen dollars. So I'm telling you guys, it works, man. And and I really appreciate you doing that. And and yeah, I know it takes a lot of time because I'm I'm seeing what it takes. In this household, I got coupons all over my living room, but I don't even care if I can save a hundred dollars. They can put more coupons in the living room. So it is what it is. Shout out to you, and I appreciate what you do. Well, thank you. Coming up next, folks. Coming up next, I have the CEO. Okay, the C. You know, it's a big thing when you got the CEO on the show. I got the CEO. <laughs> Anyway, I got my man Geron Hallman coming on the line. Geron Hallman, a.k.a. Coach Ron. He's coming on in just three minutes. And I got my man Kevin Daniels coming on in just three minutes. And we are getting ready to chop it up about some sports. Remember, folks, you are listening to the number one, I mean, you got to get it right now, the number one black conservative radio station in the Southeast United States. Ain't nobody take that away from us, man. We're putting in work. So come through. You know, keep holding us down, and uh, check us out, six one nine six three eight eight five five nine is the number, DC's in the house with us tonight, live as well, we doing it, and uh, my voice is on, but bear witness. we'll be right back after this conversion, take it in. all your trucking needs, make sure you contact Allen's Trucking LLC. That's Allen's Trucking LLC, owner Brian Allen and BA Welding Incorporated. For all your trucking or your welding needs or transportation needs across the country, make sure you contact Allen's Trucking LLC out of Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Their number is 919-426-5455. Again, 919-426-5455. If you have transportation needs and you need to get your equipment there on time, make sure you contact Allen's. Trucking, LLC. We in warfare, Mm -hmm. and Jesus Christ is looking for warriors that are willing
5: to fight. We need to leverage our political power and our political interests in both parties. We
6: have the opportunity to talk about how our values work, because when they're put in place, when we govern according to those values, they work.
7: If anybody is going to take on Mr. Barack Obama, it's going to be black conservatives. When you push in abortion upon a population... You ask yourself, who's pushing it?
0: Democrats cannot win
8: without the black vote. The Jesse Jackson era is over.
9: Conservatism
7: is neither white
5: nor
10: black.
8: It's what's right. It's what's good. Our community is everyone.
5: This is a kingdom of God movement.
10: When I was in inner
5: city, pastoring... What I saw was the Democratic Party making the inner city at that time a social wasteland.
7: Maybe it's you who needs to decide that you want something different and stop waiting for a politician to hand that to you. We are serious
2: about the mission that we have for the Frederick Douglass Foundation and we stand on three basic pillars and we don't apologize for it but we are devoted Christians first and foremost. We are proud black Americans and active Republicans. There are two issues that are facing our nation today that we don't uh, allow anybody, if they want to get our support, you are pro-life and you believe marriage is composed of one man and one woman at one time. We may not be the organization for you, and that's okay. We're not changing who we are.
3: <laughs> I don't
5: understand that. They won't mention that the vice chair. When I tell a lot of people that this, even, even Republicans, they say, wow, we didn't know that. They didn't know that the vice chair of the North Carolina Republican Party is a black man named Dr. Timothy Jones. Timothy Johnson is also the national cha- chairman and founder of the Frederick Douglass Foundation. They don't mention that the KKK was a terror arm of the Democratic Party. They just talk about what they did to blacks, but they failed to mention, they forget that one little detail. And they and another the thing they won't tell you is that from 1929 to 1974, North Carolina had a eugenics board and they passed the Sterilization Act, which they forcibly sterilized 7,600 people. Some of them were younger than eight years old. They don't mention that Democrats were doing that.
2: Welcome back. KIRP Radio Show. We back. You know, I was taking a commercial break. Hacking my lungs off. Hacking my lungs out. Trying to get right. It's crazy when you got a cold, but the show must go on, baby. 619-638-8559. Is the number WMMG. Home of the KIRP Radio Show. We in the house, baby. And I got two special guests with me tonight on the air right now. I got my man, Ron Hallman, Athletic I don't even, I, don't, I want to call him athletic connoisseur.
3: <laughs>
2: Can't call him the athletic connoisseur, but, it, you know, we're calling Coach Ron, man. I got Coach Ron on the line. I also got my man, Kevin Daniels, CEO. I'm sorry. I got the CEO mixed up. That's my man, Ron. Anyway, I'll let them tell you who they are. Ron, Kevin, how y'all doing?
10: What's up, man? How you doing, big ass? Blessed,
2: bro. Blessed. Hey. Blessed. Bless I'm
10: doing Kevin. all right, man. Thanks for having me.
2: Yeah. Whatever, man. <laughs> 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 look man i appreciate you guys coming through taking time out of your busy schedules man i, I had more guests that were coming on and I, and I failed to remember that this is the holiday week so a lot of coaches are either in tournaments or they're trying to get their way home to get that break before that tournament so you know it's just right. us man and we're gonna really chop it up and you know we're gonna get some uh, information out there to the people and, you know just you know relax sit back relax and just tell the folks how you feel um ron let the people lo- know a little bit about yourself if you will please
10: Oh, well man, you gave me a great introduction probably uh an introduction that was probably too much more than what I <laughs> needed. But um <laughs> like you said, man, Jeron Holman, CEO of We at Athletics. It's uh um, we moving to be a non profit organization that can um offer like sports specific training, like if you're interested in basketball
4: we'll
10: we'll do training specifically for that sport. Whether it's football, we do training specifically for that sport, whether it's track, whatever your sport is, you know we'll try to train you specifically for that sport so you can, you know, be the best you can be. And we target, like, adolescents and and teenagers and kids in college, try to get them something that um, when I was growing up I didn't have, you know. Mm. Nice.
2: That's B.I.G. right there. I got to get my kids in that. Um, Kevin, you want to let the people know who you are?
5: I'm Kevin Daniels uh, of the Frederick Douglass Foundation. I also am a, a basketball coach, husband and father, and uh, just trying out, you know, just trying to get in here, make you know,
2: make my mark in the world, make a difference in the world. Hallelujah. Sure. That's real though. That's real, <laughs> man. You get gotta respect that, man, because when you when you get involved with like everybody know who I am. I'm, I'm Pudgy Miller. Uh, they call me Al Al Tariq Miller. I coach a little bit sometimes for about the last 12 years, and and sometimes we lost a lot and. We won a lot last year, and we lost the championship game because refs cheated. My boys, because one of the referees' grandson played on the other... Anyway. <laughs> I don't even want to get in that. But I, know I, just kinda I know the had, feeling, brother. had to get it off my chest, man. That wasn't right. It cheated my boys like that, but we went undefeated in the regular season. But anyway, anyway, off, off that topic, because I, I'll be talking about it all night. But uh, it, it's interesting, man, that when you get involved with kids, um, you really don't understand. I, I think coming into it, my first coaching job was actually for a middle school assistant coach for a middle school. Shout out to Elm city middle in our Wilson County. That was my first real coaching gig. And, uh, it's amazing that you don't realize what you're getting yourself into <laughs> when you right. first start doing this. So, uh, you know, you got the parents, you got the problems, you got the kids and their attitudes and their problems. And there's a lot of different things that's coming at you at once and you know when i when I first signed on a coach, it was just i was I just wanted to coach basketball i didn't I didn't know about all these other problems that you know one kid wouldn't have any shoes and you know another kid wouldn't have any clothes or you know another kid wouldn't have a ride and you know it was so many different things and uh, you know I put that in perspective and I fast forward today and and going through that, and I wanna understand what it takes to actually be a coach and I don't think a lot of parents realize what it takes to be a coach. And I don't think a lot of coaches realize what it takes to be a coach, but in you guys' words, um, I I guess I want to ask you, when did you realize that it was more to it than just teaching the sport, if you will, in any order you can speak at random?
10: Well, I mean, me personally, um, I started coaching probably about seven years ago, uh, high school football. And where I coach here, we like, we low economic, you know? Mm -hmm. So, When it really hit me, when I, you know, taking the kid to the house, and you're concerned about, you know, you got something to eat. If I'm going to stop and get a sandwich, I'm going to get him a sandwich. Right. Get him a sandwich or whatever. He gets to the house, he tells him, thanks for the sandwich, man, because I hadn't hadn't had dinner, like, the last couple nights. So I'm sitting here worried about trying to make sure that he runs the ball hard when he gets it on the sweep. This man ain't got nothing to eat at the house, you know. So that, that kind of put it in perspective for me. Maybe a few years ago, just seeing that type of situation, and, you know, yeah, we want to push them to be what they can be athletically, but we also got to understand they're dealing with more than just athletics on a daily basis. And sure. For some of them, that's their release. So you know, that kind of helped me put it in perspective.
2: Wow, Kevin.
5: Uh, for me, it was when, you know, when I was, you know, when I was young, I was out there playing uh, basketball. You know that there were. There were, you know, the way that I grew up, the, the type of atmosphere that I grew up in, the coaches had to be more to me than just a coach. You know, they had to be my ride. They had to feed me. Mm-hmm.
3: You
5: know, some of them um, had to buy me clothes and shirts. You know, they take me to the movies. They, you know, I would spend time at their, their house with they with, with with their families. You know, so um, a coach to me was 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 basically everything. You know, um, because they were, you know, because they were more than just basketball coach. Basketball ended up being um a a small role of what they actually ended up playing in my life man because you know it, it you know being a coach you know so so then I, I i took that same thing you know um what i've been through to now that i'm a coach i look at a lot of the the, the players that that growing up in similar similar situations the I that 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 i've grown up in and you know in in, in some of them you know i have to uh, return that favor that other people put up on me. You know the return, sure. the, the favor that they've given me. You know there's some, some kids on my team where I have to I have to be that that father figure. You know I have to be that mentor. I have to be more than just a basketball coach to some of them. So that's what I started with, with with
3: me.
2: You know with 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 so much is going on today in sports, man. And, and you know when you when you're a kid, I know when I was younger I was like a walking sports center. You know what I mean? I, I was I was man, I knew every stat, even if it was hockey and baseball, which I didn't play. But man, if sports center broadcasted, I was on it every episode. You know what I mean? So these kids are they're watching T V to see what you know what the pros are doing so they can mimic that when they get on the field or when they get on the court or, or whatever. And uh just I just gotta ask you guys with all that's going on today in sports is the sports world uh, helping, or is it subsequently hurting our kids um, from a visual perspective?
10: Kim, you can go here first, brother. Okay. Um,
5: well, I think that I think that it all depends on the on the on the kid, right. and and uh, because there's a lot of a lot of there's several other factors that that go into that. That you know there the it, it depends on the kid, it depends on the environment that the kid lives in, it depends on what's going on in their own household.
3: Mm-hmm.
5: Um, because like um when I was growing up basketball was, was, was everything to me. Sports was everything to me, man. It was mm-hmm. all that I really had. You know, I would I would I would cut school just to go play a game of basketball. You know, <laughs> yeah. I would you know when um growing up in New York, you know, when it when it snowed, we would walk to the park with shovels and brooms. You know that wouldn't yeah. stop us. You know the snow in the basketball court wouldn't stop us from playing basketball. So everything that I did revolved around basketball. Um, you know, and and I mean I just lived and breathed the sport. Man, I could quote stats from
4: from the 80s and <laughs> the 70s and,
5: and tell you who was doing what. And 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 and, and I was up on the latest sneaker. And, and and you know back then we had the sneakers with the socks that matched the shorts and the shirt.
3: and
11: yeah. You know.
5: You know, so I mean, basketball was 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 everything to me, man. But you know, I, I, I but the environment that I grew up in, I didn't have no one to balance that out with, with education, with with um, with school, with with the real world, and, and really prepare me for a future. Um, so I think that you know, it depends on the it depends on the kid. And I mean, I think that there there's several other other avenues. I mean, um, other other factors to that, but. I think that right now that a lot of a lot of kids now, they make athletes, even back then when I was growing up, they make athletes' idols. Yeah. Everything that they do revolves around that, that, that being like that one individual. Um, so that everything that they do, man, you know, like look at Kobe. Kobe mm. walks like Jordan. Kobe chooses. girls right. like Jordan. Kobe, <laughs> when you listen to him in the interview, Kobe talks <laughs> like Jordan used to talk.
3: Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. So
5: we were doing that same thing, man. I remember when them ugly them ugly uh, Ewings came out with the cage <laughs> on it. I yeah. had them, man. You know, I had them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, just for sure. Yeah, <laughs> I had them ugly uh, uh, things with the cages on, them, black and white. But uh, but you know, I, I, I think that you know, there's just a, a lot of a lot of things that 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 determine that man. And 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 now we live in a culture where it's 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 more about you know what you have identifies you. As an individual, you know, and not about, you know, it's about the material things, you know. So you gotta have the newest sneakers, you gotta have the jewels, you gotta have the cars, you gotta have the girls, you gotta be able to drink certain drinks, you gotta be able to do certain things, because um, what you see on TV with a lot of these athletes, people take that as, as you know what, that's what life is supposed to be like.
11: Yeah, they they flaunt it.
2: You know, they they flaunt it, And, and, and you know something. That that's even more amazing is is that you know I think the kids are watching this, but on the flip side I think the younger professionals are watching it too, and a lot of them are coming. They they're getting broke behind what they see, you know what I mean? Like a a, a, a rookie that may come in and sign a three-year contract for you know four million dollars, let's say, or ten million dollars. He can't afford what the star has, but he's got to try to keep up in that locker room. So you know a lot of people are getting broke behind this. But just out here in the real world, the kids that we're coaching, you know, look at what's happening to them. They're gonna, they're doing whatever it takes to get a little piece of or to either mimic what the stars have, the jewelry, the clothes, the, maybe the car, you know, the sneakers, whatever. And, and you know, a lot of kids, that's where the, the selling of drugs is coming from. That's where the, you know, I, I hate to say it, but that's where the playing different, different girls and doing all this stuff with different women are, are coming from, women are coming from. You know, Ron, what do you think?
10: Well, I mean, like, I think Kevin kind of hit it on the head. I mean, it's it's not really unhealthy as long as you got something to balance it out. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Um, You know, if you got somebody there to let you know that, yeah, athletics can be important and you can go somewhere with it, but you also got to understand that without this section of it as far as academics or behavior or attitude, if that stuff is not right, then athletics will mean nothing, you know. If you got mm-hmm. that balancing act with it, I think I think it can be productive and it can be healthy. But what I'm starting to see more so where, where the area that I'm in is, some of the parents are making it unhealthy.
3: Mm.
10: You no, know, um, I I like to call it what I think the what the, what I call it the AAU mentality. So, so we got parents who may have played just a little bit of basketball back when they was in rec, and now they they pay the AAU coaches two hundred dollars, their son or their daughter can play AAU. <laughs> And now yeah. they're, they're an assistant coach, so it, yeah. it gives them like a false sense of credibility, like they're a coach, and they feel like you know this is how I can push my son, this is how I can push my son, or this is how I can push my daughter. And I'm mm-hmm. seeing a lot of that, like the daughter or the son or the athlete is going the other way, you know, they're they're mm-hmm. they're starting not to like the sport because it's not fun because their parent is pushing them over the over the top. I think ESPN just did a just did a special on a guy who um who father tried to make him like a. A yeah. quarterback
2: or
10: something like that. Yeah, I forget and his name. That's, God, that's, his yeah, he was played at USC or something like that. But that's kind of the effect I'm seeing. What That's the unhealthy part I'm seeing is sometimes parents are, are taking it more than what it more than what it is, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's a sport, it's athletics. Now put the effort behind that that you would in academics that you're pushing them athletics. And you don't even got to worry about that, you know, as a parent. So
3: wow. that's the
10: unhealthy part I'm running into. And you know I think that, and and you know to go on with what you said, I see I see parents
5: trying to relive they relive they, they use through their kids, you know, and that they they push them they you know they push them so hard because they, you know, they having them uh, uh, them flashbacks and they want their kids to be like they were or or, or whatever the case may be, man. I, I've been in, in in places where man I've seen parents push their kids so hard because either they wanted their kids to be like they were or because or they better. lost an opportunity. Right. Yes, yeah, they want to be better or they lost the opportunity. So they pushing their kids so hard to be, you know, um to, to, to be to put their all into that sport, you know, so that they can be what they wanted to be. You know, A and, lot. and and mm-hmm. I mean yeah, I think that is that's that's that'll hurt the kid.
2: We you know, right even, even coaching the, the, the mites, man, the midgets and the mites and, and, and you know, our mentor mites and coach midgets and uh <laughs> Man, it, it's amazing now. It's amazing what some of these parents expect from these little bitty, you know, six- to eight-year-old kids and, you know, nine- to 11-year-old right. kids. It's amazing what they expect. And, you know, I, you hear them in the crowds and, you know, you try to ignore it as a coach, but you're also listening for, you know, the negative things that you don't want your players to hear so you can say, hey, you need to tone that down. So you're kind of trying to you're, – you're a referee, you're a coach, you're a mentor, you're, you're a dad, you know, all that in one. And <clears> some and parents
10: just don't a, get that. It's a thin line. You play, too, because, you know, if that's his father or, or their mother yelling at them, look, yeah. get your head in the game, da-da-da-da-da. You can't tell the kid not to listen to their parents. Right. But you got to let them understand that you just got to focus on what's at hand, you know, what's on the court or what's on the field. You know, kind of let them talk to you after the fact. But, yeah, this, it's a thin line, man. you playing their pants. So they expect the world out of it, I guess, you know. Well, what exactly, about the school man.
2: systems, though? You you guys, what what about the school systems? Because it's even, it's even bigger in the schools because now you got the principal who wants to, uh, you know, of course, most principals are going to speak high on academics for the most part, you know, they're going to shoot for academics, academics, academics. But at the same time, what if you're at a school that has a legacy of always winning and you're a coach and you're dealt with the raw deal. How does that play into you know when you when you when the school wants you to win, but the academics are failing because there's a lot of kids that graduate that can't read. And I and I, I I always thought those stats were untrue, man, because I've been able to read good since I was in the fourth or the fifth grade. But that's just me. I do know some cats that graduated who cannot read, and I don't understand that. For the life of me, I don't get that. What what's going on in the schools that are so bad? You guys, through all the years that you've seen and all the years that you played. What's going on so bad that people are actually graduating and reading at a third or fourth grade level? Because I don't understand it.
10: Oh man, that's a <laughs> that's one of them board education type questions, right there. It, it, but, um, it really is. It's, it's it really a is. it's it's in my in my perspective, it's 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 a <laughs> bigger problem than just like you can kind of pinpoint. It's the grand scheme of things. It's um maybe passing the kid along just because he may be sociably ready to go or they may be sociably ready to go but not necessarily academically ready to go. It means sometimes teachers pass kids on because they don't want to deal with them another year, you know. Um, it's a lot of different variants to go in and to kind of say, you know, why a kid may not be reading at the right level. But um, I have seen it too, like you said, man, if a, if a kid is a beast on the court or on the, on the field, sometimes they just get kind of passed along and, it ended up, you know, it's not my problem no more, type deal. So,
5: that's wow. best from my a, perspective. I had a cousin. I had a cousin that went all the way to college, and when he got to college, <coughs> um, he had a, he he made it to college, and he only had a second grade reading level. They he was six nine, and he was good. He was one Jeez. of the best. He was one of the best ball players in 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 our, in our area, you know, especially in our county. Um, you know, they went to the final four of uh, the New York State Championship, and you know, he was a good ball player, but. It was that you know that that the the um athletes they they go to school and they have a different standard that they have to you know to 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 li to to live by and go to school with you know the the um schools whether it's high schools or colleges you know like you said man there's a there's a number of factors in it, but one thing that we gotta look at is the money you know um spelling bees don't bring money to schools. Mm-hmm. Athletics bring the boosters. They bring the attention. They bring the big dollars and the recognition to the school, and and they're gonna re- schools gonna recruit athletes. I've seen schools move people into school districts just to get that person to come to school to play sports. Absolutely. They won't move. They won't move somebody that's that's a good that that's good in physics. They're not gonna pay to move <laughs> this person into the district just to go to their school so they can take physics.
2: Yeah,
11: perfect. SAT. A,
5: Let's
2: get you over here. Yeah,
5: there's a whole other <laughs> standard. That athletes, that athletes live by and, and the schools, you know, they, they, and nowadays education, you know, they, 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 they they actually dumbed it down where, you know, you have to have, um, a certain point, uh, a GPA, you have to take certain classes, you know, um, you got athletes now in college, you know, majoring in, 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 I don't know, majoring majoring in basketball. You know, uh, majoring in in, in crazy stuff, you know, just so they could go and get a certain amount of credit so they could go and play ball for college. And it's the same thing in high school. You know, I remember when I was um, during basketball season, for some reason, well, I ain't going to say for some reason. I don't know why. But during basketball season, I was always eligible to play basketball. And I (laughs) barely went to class. I was able to sit in the resource room and just sleep you know what I'm saying Oh, go ahead cut school but every when it was not basketball season I was always academically ineligible you know they I would just have to all I would have to do was keep a C average you know a C minus average you know and and that and that and that hurt me because all I had to do was the the the, the bare minimum and they put me in a resource class where I was able to go to this class and take tests I was able every single test I was able to take it was open book so I'm saying, so what so what why am I going to study <laughs> If I could go to school, right, take a test, and sit in this one class and pull out all my notes and pull out all my textbooks and take this test, what's the point? That hurt me in the long run because I don't—I'm I, not studying, I'm not doing class work, and none of that stuff. But I'm passing tests, you know, and all I had to do was just show up and sit in class, you know, to be able to get. So I was getting the heads up from from certain teachers and certain people saying, okay, um, you know, uh, class attendance is this percentage of your grade,
3: mm-hmm. and you
5: just need to attend. X amount of classes so you can get that certain percentage. So I was doing doing the bare minimum of what I had to do, you know, um, just to to pass. And that was because I was an athlete. That was because, you know, I was able to, you know, when when we got out on the court, we was winning, we was bringing certain type of attention. This school, you know, there was a a, a gap. You know, they didn't really have – there was years that went by before they really had the media and the TV people, all of that up in the school. Mm-hmm. You know, the uh, watching us play ball and 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 getting the alumni to really show up and to donate some money, because you know when I when I left, they had donated, they had raised so much money, they built basically a whole new school, um, or of the, the school that I went to, the gym that 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 I played ball in, mm-hmm. I don't even think they use it anymore. They built whole new facilities because of when we was playing, the money that I they was able were. to raise, and they just built. You know, um, um, new stuff. So I mean, I I just think that athletes they live by a different code, man, a different standard when it comes to education. Does
2: does money does does money trump education though? And and why wouldn't a parent know that?
10: Well, I mean, a parent would know that in in certain situations, like like um like with Cam Newton's dad in his situation, his father tried to take advantage of that. Yeah. You know, so some parents do know that know the situation and they. They kind of um, want to take advantage of. It. I think one of the best movies, and I know it's kind of graphic for for adolescents to watch, but I I, I kind of looked at it the other day, and it was like um, he got game, man. With a yes. uh, Jesus sort of word, Spike Lee joint. Oh yeah. It kind of tell you. It kind of show you like exactly what like everybody want a piece of that great athlete. You know, nobody is telling him look you need to study hard, you need to prepare academically to be prepared for what's what's here. Everybody is trying to get a piece of them. I think that's what a lot of the athletes run into, you know, at a certain point when they get, you know, when they do get good or when they do become a certain status in that in their sport, and that mm-hmm. leads the teachers and the administrators and everybody else to treat them a certain way instead of making that person accountable. Because when life happens, you gotta be accountable. You might not, you normally know, not get that special treatment when life happens. So instead Ain't of making that, that kid true. accountable, you know, for for their actions, they kind of let give them a pass and. At least, like you said, that rookie coming in spending more than he got to, you know, on his contract. All of that kind of build up to lead to where they, where they put him at, as far as like you said, with those rookies dealing with certain issues and stuff. Somebody let you, somebody let you slip by without being accountable a few times, and you then you felt like you can do it every time. Yep,
11: and you know, also, I mean, that's if what If we don't make
10: too. them accountable, yeah. If we don't make them accountable for for their grades, if you don't make them accountable for coming to school. You don't make them accountable for working hard on the court because co- as coaches, we make them accountable on the court or on the on the field all the time. You know, you got to do this at this speed. You got to do this with this amount of power. Let's make them accountable for those athletic. I mean, for those academics and stuff like that too, man. That's a exactly.
11: shout out to the know, parents. I can't, okay. I can't
10: put it.
5: Yeah, you know, and I can't. I, you know, and now that I think about it, I can't really put it all on the all on the school. You know, because it's like <laughs> when I was doing what I was doing in school. And I was going home, I had nobody say, Okay, well uh, do you have homework today? Or how come right. how come when you you know, for the for two days in a row your bookmark's been sitting in the same place? You know what I'm saying? I right. have nobody, you know, to 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 check up but like as soon as my son walked in the door, the first thing my wife is, You you finish your homework? Where's your homework? You know, and, and um, let me see. You know, and I didn't have that. You know, so a lot of a lot of a lot of students in a lot of schools. And, you know, there's a lot of, there's, there's there's I don't know how many schools there are out there, but, you know, I know that there are schools that, 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 that where it's actually reversed, you know, they could care less about sports if you're not doing, you know, doing right. the right thing academically. academically, you know, and, 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 you know, there's, um, there was a private school that I was going to go to. And when I went on the tour, they was like, yeah, if you play basketball, you have to go to study hall. You have to do this. You have to do that if you're going to play sports, you know what I'm saying? And. And there are some some good schools out there that that really that really focus on it, man. I just think that, you know, you know me, P. I'm, I deal with, with with politics and the media and stuff like that, and they they try to sensationalize everything, you know. So you won't hear about the good schools that's doing the quality stuff. You just hear about the, the 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 bad schools where something happens because it brings attention to them.
2: Right. I don't I don't so know. Uh, I don't know historically, and and I don't have the stats. I apologize for that. It's been a rough week, but. And normally, I do have the stats, you guys know that, but um, I don't know historically has it it has it gotten better or worse you know i i'm I'm curious to know um you know I, if you if you talk to some people, they'll say you know back in the seventies and the eighties, there was a lot of uh s a t scams, there was a lot of uh point shaving going on scams, and you know with that, a lot of booster money going around and and I know today a lot of that stuff has been It's been, like, washed away, almost hidden, and it's kind of tunneled itself through the AAU, uh, uh, you know, through the AAU and and through the recruiting process now when it comes to, you know, collegiate sports. And, And I don't know if it's gotten better or worse, man, but one thing I can tell you for sure is that there still remains a problem because there are a lot of kids out here and a lot of parents out here who actually feel like they have a shot and they deserve a shot just because they show up. And without any hard work, I'm, I'm seriously, I'm sure you guys know there's not a lot of hard work involved. There's not a lot of people willing to put in any hard work. You know, I've actually had a parent to tell me that, hey, my son can't run that second lap, you know, because he has asthma. I said, well, if he has asthma, he shouldn't be running the first lap, you know. And, and, and I've also had kids, parents that bring their kids. You know, I had a, car- a parent that brought their kid to practice after they had an asthma attack that day. Picked them up from school, had an asthma attack. I got them out there running sprints. Don't know a thing. I don't know a thing. So, you know, all all in what we're talking about and, and just a couple of things that I named, it's all falling back into the household. And you guys know I'm, I'm big on individual responsibility. There's a lot of individual responsibility that needs to be held. I, I, personally, I believe, and it's something that I'm going to implement next year with the teams that I coach is that we have a parent day where the parents come in and I'm going to give them guys, the parents, a list of things that I expect. I know it's regularly ball, you know, it is what it is, but in order to change what's going on and in order to change the mentality and, and, you know, if you want to set a pace for your year to be good, we're going to have to do things like this, man, because a lot of parents do not care. They don't care about the safety of their kids they don't care about what the kid's doing academically. They only care about how many points they're scoring, how many touchdowns, how many strikeouts, how many runs they have, how many goals they score. Need to go to a caller real quick. It's been holding on very patiently with us. Uh, out of the 252, two, last three digits, 041. I'm not screening calls. You on the air with Pudgy. Who's this?
12: Hey, Peter. It's Keisha.
2: What's up, Keisha? How are you? Nothing. You better
12: do something with that code. That's what you need to do. Yeah, it's hard, man.
2: <laughs> It's over. what's on your mind tonight? I know you've been listening to us. I saw your Twitter post too. Thanks. Shout out to Shamika oh, no, Reed um, <laughs> Huh?
3: Could
2: I give a what shout out that? in Atlanta? Shout out to Shamika Reed, All Star. Fike All Star. She got a she probably she got her name in a raptor somewhere. I don't know if they don't, but if they don't, they need to. Anyway, Keith. Oh yeah, so she she yeah. was
12: bad back in the day. She was when we was going to school. Nope. <laughs> but um my thing is I have three boys. Um, one could care less about sports. He'd rather be doing something else. But I have two that are into sports. And my 12-year-old, academically, if he wasn't there, he didn't play. And as you saying his parents do. You know, I don't know everybody's situation. I had another friend that we took turns picking up the kids. Well, she's a single parent of four, of four kids, two boys, two girls. So listen to the conversation of both of them are 12. Well, one was 13 and one was 12. You know, they're, they're talking. I had to change my son's mentality to think because he talked to his friend, and this is what he's thinking, oh, sports are going to get me out.
3: Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going
12: to do this, I'm going to do that, I'm going to do this. And that's what going to be my way to take care of my mom and my, my family. And I try to get them to understand without education, you have nothing. You look at some of the athletes out here who may get hurt, and and that's what I try to keep telling him: mm-hmm. It's okay if you play sports. You can play sports all you want to, but know that your education is going to come first. Without your education, where are you going to be? Because sports don't last always. I said, you can go out and be a great football player, be a great basketball player. You can go and mess up your knee, get hit the wrong way. You're paralyzed. You know, I said, but as long as you have an education, you have something to fall back on. You're going to still have a job. You may need to go do a refresher course because something something might be... And you know, there's uh-huh. even pro
5: pro there's even pro athletes that play that play that sport for years, and then when they're done, they broke. You right. know, the average right. the average the average fan for uh, what is it a, a a pro football player is what three years, yeah. after oh. that then what? You know, after that then right. what? I mean, you know, you not know, know, everybody's gonna be a broadcaster, not everybody's gonna be whatever. So without that education, you know.
12: Right, and that's and that's that's me as a parent. You know, I was a, I, I did basketball coach for my sons, for Upward Bound, which is totally different my son played aau which i really didn't care for but it was something that i wanted him to experience so he can see that it wasn't everything that was cracked up to be not that it was all bad but you know it's it's a it's a situation that some people feel that hey this is going to be my future this is going to be my way out but it's tens of thousands of people with that same mentality millions what going to give me well yeah that's going to get My sports is going to get me out of the hood. Sports is going to do this. Sports is going to do that. You're not the only great athlete in North Carolina. You're not the only great athlete coming out of Chicago, New York, D.C., wherever. It's plenty more in another district where you come from. So I was trying to get them to understand that sports and everything is great. It's great to do. I mean, like I told my son, I would be happy if you got an academic scholarship to go to college. But right? I don't have to pay for your college education. It would be better if you get a sports one. It is what it is. Even if you do or you don't, I'm going to make sure you go to college regardless. That's what I set money to decide for now, to guarantee nice. you and your brother are going to go to college. But the sports thing is they get out here and they look at I mean, it's the same thing as looking at a rapper, too. You get out and you see them spend the money. But like you said, when their career is over, where are they? Nine times out of ten, half of them didn't even invest into something that they could fall back on if they didn't get their education. If they got, they was like number one draft pick out of, you know, college or whatever, or straight out of high school. Most of them didn't even get an education, so they have nothing to fall back on. It took me, I know, a good six months throwing different scenarios and myself for him to finally understand, okay, now I understand what you're saying. But TV, I I like looking at ESPN, fussing and everything. (laughs) It took him to realize, to say, okay, well, Dad, now I see where my mom's coming from. This person right here, and I can't even really remember. We was we was looking at ESPN, and one of the um, NBA players got hurt. His career was over. Luckily, he invested some money into some real estate, into some businesses and stuff like that that he had to fall back on. I was like, well, what, what do you think he would be if he didn't have that? Because guaranteed he would spend the money on women, cars, clothes, trying to live it up, trying to impress the next person. Well, you, you he know was what? I think – <clears throat> Excuse me. I think part of the
2: I think part of the whole problem though, even with college athletes that that are elite, you know the guys that we know are going to the league and and even some people who we don't know, like the high school athletes, I think they need to have a real sit down session uh uh kind of like how Bill Cosby did the Theo and I know that's a throwback for a lot of people. a lot of you guys are too young for that, <laughs> but it's a throwback session with monopoly money man and I do that with the kids right where, right. you know, you actually got to understand you have this amount of money and it's going to take this much to pay your taxes. It's going to take this much to live with for rent. It's going to take this mm-hmm. much to travel. I think mm-hmm. that I, I think that a lot of people, a lot of parents, I'll say first and foremost, need to have some real deals, sit-downs with their kids and ask them the question, hey, what do you plan on doing when you get older? Um, how much do you plan on making? You know, if they're at the age where they understand economics – and really break it down to them and make them understand what real life is all about. Because it's not easy, man. It, nothing is easy out here. And that cash flow no, when you go to the league, you know, if you're a professional player, can come to an end very, very soon. So we got to be realistic with our kids, man. We got to – I'm not saying limit our kids. I'm, You know, push them. Push them hard. Let them be all they can be. But we also got to be realistic with our children, man, and let them know, hey, there's alternatives to just professional sports, you know, do you like doing this? Do you like doing that? Like Kevin, I know his son, like engineering. So, you know, let's talk about MIT. You know, let's talk about some things like that. Right. So I don't know. I just feel like we need to be more realistic with our kids and get in their minds, man, get in their heads, get to know our kids outside of just being their parents and start talking to yeah. them because I talk so to I my players my, all the time. So I got
5: my son. I got my son that's nine years old, and he's walking around, and he's telling people it's cool to be a nerd. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> he, my son, his head is constantly in the book, and what I do is I instill it in him. You know, I give him examples of, of okay, you know what? I'll show him, okay, you, you have this this many athletes, but look how many successful businessmen and women there are, way more than athletes, you know, and, and I and I show him that. Yes, you can be good at a sport, and all I got to do is pull up my left pants leg and say, look at my knee. You know, look what happened to me. I had a full scholarship, to Ohio state and, 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 and lost it, you know, in one game, you know, lost all of that. And I didn't have the, the education. So my son is walking around talking about, you know, what it's cool to be a nerd. I'd rather be smart than dumb. you
3: know. And, and,
12: I'm,
5: and I'm instilling that in my son now, you know, so that
12: right, when and, he, and, and that's what they need. Yeah. So when he gets,
5: when, when he gets, when he gets older, that, that'll be in and he might strike a little bit. Um, as as happens, you know, with people in life, it is what it is. But if I don't put it in him now, you know, I'd rather put it in him now so he can he can fall back on it. And and that's what, like when when um you said something before P about about the about the kids, you know, um, on how you're gonna do something with and with with, with the kids in the future. And this is what I do with my with the after school program I run and with my basketball team. In, in, in Alamance County, they have a release form where. Mm-hmm. Um, Before the kids, before I put a kid on my team or in the after school program, their parents have to sign a release form, which I get from the school system, and it authorizes me to talk to teachers. It it authorizes me to, to give report cards and progress reports and all of that stuff. All I gotta do is go up to the school and say, This is who I am, show my ID. I need this list right here that I'm giving you. I need all report cards. You know, I need all progress reports. And if the kids are not doing what they're supposed to do, I tell them listen, there's a whole lot of other kids that wanna play ball. You know, I yes I wanna win games, but I'm in this to, to help coach, you know, to help sure. to help people be better. You know, so I'll take a I'll take a team full of scrubs and I could lose every single game. It is what it is. Then to have a bunch of a bunch of knuckleheads that just wanna be out there and be cool. Nah, I ain't got time for that. You know, I wanna be a coach in the essence of a of a of a coach, you know, to and, and it's not about just sports with me. You know, so when I when I do that, I have these kids. I have these parent sign release forms, and this gets the parents engaged because now I put it back on the parents. Hey, listen, this is what your kid is doing. If you want him to play on this team, then you need to do what you're supposed to do. You no
3: know,
5: doubt, what, man. What they, you
2: got it. You got You got to do that, and because we're also babysitters on top of that. I forgot to <clears throat> say that in there just a minute ago. We're, we're definitely babysitters. But I gotta go to a commercial. When I come back, I'm gonna play something, and we're gonna talk about role models professional athletes, being role models, coaches, teachers, whatever. I want to know about role models, and I got a clip to play for you guys. It's going to shock you. We're going to take a couple more calls. We'll be right back after this. Sports report, man. You know how we do. You're listening to the K.I.R.P. Radio Show. D.C. 530 1600 AM radio on your radio dial. We are on the air, baby. You can check us out on Facebook. That's Facebook.com. K.I.R.P. Radio Show. And I got a bunch of pop drops in my mind. So call me and <laughs> also, check us out on the web, www.kirpradioshow.com, on Twitter at Liverpool Radio Show, and on YouTube. You know what it is. You listen to the number one back of the radio stations in the South
11: the United States. We'll be right back. <laughs>
2: Rod's full of old junk at least you think it's old junk how about a storage that you've been paying the bill on for so long you just been moving stuff into you ready to get rid of it when you look at it all the time well if you do make sure you contact faulkner's antiques before you throw it away again that's faulkner's antiques out of burlington north carolina faulkner's will pay you top dollar for estates sterling old furniture pottery Signs, old toys, and etc. Faulkner's Antiques—they specialize in some of the most prolific antiques in this part of eastern North Carolina or the USA. So make sure you contact Wayne Prophet at Faulkner's Antiques, three three six. 2-1-4-6-4-2-7. again that's Wayne Prophet. that's the man you want to talk to at Faulkner's Antiques, 336-214-6427, and if you get a hold of Wayne, guess what, he'll come to you free of charge, and if you can't get to him at that number, make sure you dial this other number, 336-675-4897, and don't forget, Wayne Prophet at Faulkner's Antiques says, don't forget the reason for the season. For all your trucking needs, make sure you contact Allen's Trucking, LLC. That's Allen's Trucking, LLC. Owner, Brian Allen and BA Welding Incorporated. For all your trucking or your welding needs or transportation needs across the country, make sure you contact Allen's Trucking, LLC out of Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Their number is 919 426 Five four five five. Again, nine one nine four two six five four five five. If you have transportation needs and you need to get your equipment there on time, make sure you contact Allen's Trucking LLC. Sixty thousand North Carolina families are affected by autism. One out of every one hundred ten children born today will be diagnosed with autism. If you have any questions or need support, we can help. The Autism Society of North Carolina can be reached at 800-442-2762. Again, that's 800-442-2762. Remember, 60,000 North Carolina families are affected by autism, and one out of every 110 children born will be diagnosed with autism as well. If you need to reach them by the web, the address is www.autismsociety-nc.org. You can also reach him on Facebook, Twitter, and you can reach him on YouTube. Love somebody today. Off man in the NFL right now, Baltimore, San Diego tied at seven, second quarter, 11 minutes, and it's tick 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 ticking on the clock. Is Ray Lewis is back on the field, and he's let his presence be known, folks. Miami. Picks up a W today over Buffalo, 30-23. to 23. Shout out to my man Thurman Thomas over there, out there in the Twitter land. Hall of Famer Thurman Thomas, you guys took another L. Buffalo started off good this year, but uh, Miami got another W today. Finally, 30-23 to as Buffalo takes another L. Seattle, reach down. My man Julius Peppers and the Chicago Bears, 38-14. to 14. Woo, That's a blowout. Now, it gets a little tricky after this one. Gonna be a whole lot of stuff you guys just didn't just yeah. I don't know what happened. Somebody must be point shaving again. Indianapolis beats Tennessee. Indianapolis finally got their win of the season. Their first win of the season, and man, it was not playing. Okay.
11: Let's change the space throw that scam up and happen. It's impossible. you know how to put it. Indianapolis gets the double today. Twenty five Tennessee for I know they have to finally get a win without beating management. Japanese. us you look at the No,
7: the number one online music tournament.
2: Shout out to the people out there at SoundChu.com and the sports reports. If you guys are online or maybe by phone, you probably couldn't hear the sports report live in D.C. Shout out to our affiliates out there, WMMG. Uh, You know, sometimes we have streaming problems with that, but you have to catch it on the replay. You'll be able to hear it there. Shout out to everybody out there who's holding us down. Uh, Right now I got on the line, I got my man Kevin Daniels and my man Ron Hallman, Coach Ron, Uh, CEO of Athletics. you guys got to check them out, man, if you want to get your kids some proper training from some proper high-quality individuals, man, you make sure you look them up. Athletics. we'll get the info for you later on in the show. Fellas, uh, we're talking role models now, and uh, I just got to play this clip for you. And I know you guys can remember when uh, you guys can, when Charles Barkley spit on somebody and he body slammed somebody else and he punched somebody. And, you know, Barkley was Ron Artest before Ron Artest, but worse. Right. People seem to forget that Even though he's a Hall of Famer Shout out to Barkley Um, He was playing in Luxor Last time I seen him Over there gambling Anyway I'm going to play this clip And uh, I want you guys To think about Being a role model I am not a role model
9: I am not paid To be a role model I am paid To wreak havoc On the basketball court Parents should be role models. Just because I dunk a basketball
2: doesn't mean I should raise your kids. Now that that was that was some years ago, and that was Nike's response to all this havoc that Charles Barkley was causing, and that was before the dress code and this, that, and the other in the NBA. Um, speaking on all professional sports. I'm 50-50 in, I'm 50 out. I don't know how I feel. Some days it change. What do you guys think? What's your professional opinion? Uh, should athletes be, professional athletes, be role models? Or are they role models, rather?
10: I I personally think, he Charles had a point. You know, parents should be role models. But at the same time, athletes are thrown into the limelight. They're thrown into the scene where everybody can see them. And with that said, you got to be professional enough to act accordingly. You know, I mean, I know you're not supposed to be governed by a set of rules separate than everybody else, but at the same time, you are, because you are in front of the camera all the time. You are in front of the limelight. You are what everybody sees. Everybody's watching what you do. So, my belief as a professional, you got to understand that. And I think one of the best professionals who understood that was Michael Jordan. And he's still making money off of that now. Yeah, he understood that the professionalism was outside the court. Mm. Yeah. I play basketball, but at the same time, I'm a professional. I understand that with basketball, I am a role model because people do see me on the regular. And in that in, in, that, in that sense, Jordan kind of embraced that attitude. And to this day, he's still making money because of that attitude he took. So, yeah, I mean, I'm with Charles on that, But at the same time, parents do need to raise their kids. Hmm,
2: interesting. Kevin, what do you think, brother? Role model or not?
5: Um, I would say a role model, yes, by default. You know, because a role model is is, is somebody that's that's worthy of, of imitation or a person who rules or guides or somebody that inspires others. You know, no matter what, if these people are on T V, whether they're actors, athletes, whatever, they're they're inspiring somebody. The Kardashians are, are, are role models. You know, they're they're inspiring they're they're inspiring somebody
2: to get butt to, to, no, I'm kidding.
5: To get butt injections to get <laughs> get to, to be married for for two months you know <laughs> whatever it is, but they there somebody there's a there's a young girl or or there's a guy that's out there looking at these athletes and and they wanna mimic that person they want to make those moves you know I remember being on the basketball court you know practicing the the practicing the obvious crossover you know and and trying to get people like that you know. We imitate them, you know, um, and you know it just is. So I would I look at at, at athletes as role models by default. You know, they can't control that people are looking at them. You know, but I think that in order to be in that type of in that type of position, you know, they have to. there, There comes a certain type of responsibility that comes with it. You know, when Charles Barkley he said something important in that commercial. You know, he said parents should be role models. They should be, but not every parent is a role model. You know, yes, Mm -hmm. they should be, but that's not not always the case. You know, I know that when I was coming up, I held Michael Jordan above anybody. (laughs)
3: You
5: know, I looked at him, you know, I would, you know, listen to what he said in interviews or do that stuff, and I would, you know, me growing up, I've never had a role model, but I've always had examples of what Mm -hmm. to do and what not to do. I would look at a person. I never wanted to be totally like, Somebody else, but I would always want there was something in that person's life that I wanted to 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 mimic, you know, to imitate, to be like that person. But when we look at a, a role model, you know, um, and, and and it inspires them, that inspires them to do what, you know, the 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 when when you look at when you look at a rapper, does that person inspire you, inspire you to go out on the corner and sell drugs? When you look at a pimp, that pimp can inspire you to treat women a certain way. Um, an athlete can inspire you to do so, you know, to be basketball. Be or does that person inspire you to live a lifestyle like they like they have? So when we look at a role model, I think that they're role models by default. But then, what type of role model? What are these? What are kids inspired to be? What are they looking at this person's life? You know that that they want to be like. Is it the total life or is it one aspect of it?
2: Here's a here's a, a profound thought from a a, a a poet, a great poet. One of the greatest poets of our time, Jay Z. <laughs> he said,
3: uh,
2: <laughs> "Jay sure. said, don't follow me, youngin. Follow my moves. I'm not a role model. In other words, he said, don't follow what I'm doing. I'm sorry, don't follow me personally. Look at what I'm doing because I'm not your role model. What right. is is that the way that uh, these kids that are that are looking at these athletes is that the way?" They should be looking at them, or is that the way is, is us as us as parents should be teaching our kids to look at these athletes that they idolize in many cases?
10: I think like like Kevin said, man, it's pieces of them that you can take. You know, like for instance, everybody knows about Kobe Bryant's work ethic. You know, if there's mm-hmm. ways to kind of kind of show that in perspective more so than you know him getting in trouble in Denver or whatever the case may be, if there's ways to kind of illuminate that more so everybody knows about, um, see, but everybody don't know about the hard work it takes to get to that level. If there's ways we can show that, if there's ways we can kind of put that out there more so, then yeah, he got money, he's driving a Porsche. But what did he really have to do? Ray Allen had to shoot 500 jump shots a day, you know? Different things like that that we got to show him the process to get there. I think sometimes we forget that there's a process to get to wherever you're trying to get to. In life. And I think sometimes it's I think sometimes kids look at athletes and they forget the process because they never see the process. They just see the end result of the process. So uh-huh. I think as coaches and as parents, we got to continue to, to appreciate it. it's a process too. That yeah, you can aspire to be to be to want that type of life as far as financially secure financial security, but this is the way you get it. You have to work. He worked every day. He didn't go out tonight. He
4: went and lifted weights.
10: He went and ran laps. He went to the track to get faster he did the things that were necessary to get to that process or he went through the process to get to that end result. So I think that's one of the other things that we got to really kind of instill in our kids and the kids that we kind of mentor and that we coach every day that it's a process to everything. It don't happen overnight. It really don't. It's a process to.
2: That that's amazing you say that because uh it, that even with with that process um I think it has to be taught and and I, I believe in a lot of cases, what happens is kids don't they don't have anybody to give them that way, exactly. with the with the thought process that you just gave. Um, frankly, Ron, it's like a lot of people, a, a lot of kids. I know me myself, for example, I was a little bit different. I grew up a little bit rougher, you know, a little bit out there more. But I did grab some things from certain people um, for the positive from basketball. But here's the flip side of that. I saw other people like in the street, maybe, or other people in entertainment that I grabbed some things from, too. You know what I mean? Because no one really, a, a lot of the times, nobody knew that I was grabbing these things away, that I was grabbing these things that I was grabbing because, you know, we get busy in our life as adults. And we don't look at everything that our kid, we don't pay attention to everything that our kids are paying attention to. So they're grabbing things and they're grasping everything that's before them that looks like it's something that they can use or that looks of any kind of value. They grab these things and they mimic it. You know what I mean? And before right. you know it, you got a you got a a, a, a self-reserved, uh, cocky, you know, ball playing real good, ball hog possibly. You know, right. junk-talking kid, and you don't even realize where this came from. But, it, you know, these things can happen overnight because it's you – know, back in the day, man, there was so many things hidden. You know, YouTube wasn't really popping like that, or, you know, we, we weren't we didn't have so much social media. We couldn't get a hold of so much of people personally. So we didn't really know what was going on in in these athletes' personal lives. But now, because all these athletes and these entertainers are media whores and they're doing everything that they, and anything that they can do to be in the media and in the limelight, our kids can find out that, hey, you know, Mike, man, he got a crazy crossover, but, yo, did you see the picture of him at the party with them three girls? I thought he was married. That's what I'm going to do. You know what I mean? Or did you see how he was driving fast in that car? Did you see him on that motorcycle? He couldn't even ride them. I mean, just crazy stuff that some of these athletes do. And they do crazy stuff just for attention. And it it, it seems that a lot of our kids are paying attention to this. So who directs that? You know, where's the directive coming from? Is it coming from the house? Because the house is busy. And, and let's not forget about the financial restraints that people are in now. So the house is busy a lot of the times. The house are not paying attention to every single TV show that that kid's watching. I do in my house because I know how important that is. But in a lot of households, they're not. You know what I mean? So I think our kids are very vulnerable, man, to some things that they're not ready for. Let me grab a caller real quick, man. been on the line for a while out of the 252. You know, I get the 252 love first. 427 is the last three. on the air Pudgy. What's up?
6: Yes, is it? Am I on? You are. Hey, Pudgy, this is Joel Killian. How are you, sir?
2: Hey, Joe. Bless you, bro. How are you?
6: I'm doing good. Yeah, I just wanted to call in. Um, I'm not sure if uh, Kevin's on, but uh, hi, Kevin. Joel, what's happening?
2: Kevin and Ron is on.
6: <laughs> well, I'm telling you, uh, it's good to talk to you guys. I was listening to uh, what you guys are talking about, and I wanted to um, just kind of share some things. Have you guys ever seen that commercial where uh, it's about doing the right thing? And that it's a young player. I think it's in, he's in high school, and and uh, he touches the line uh, while the referee has uh, is calling a play, and he could have ignored it. But he tells the referee, he tells the coach, and all the other players are really upset with him. You know, why didn't he just keep it, just keep quiet? You know, just you know, we we, we had the advantage. And you just gave it up. You guys recall that commercial?
2: I don't. I don't think I've seen that. I
6: don't think I've seen. Well, either. the whole message of it was the whole message of it was do the right thing. Right. And um, you know, as I've been listening to you guys, you know, I, personally, my my big sport was uh, I took and I and I also taught in Taekwondo for eleven years, and that was my sport of choice. The thing that I gained from that was. a a teacher who loved God and believed that what we were learning was for self-defense. It was more than anything to learn character. You know, learn how, even though you have the ability to hurt people, you choose not to. And it takes takes a greater sense of self-awareness and inner power to choose to take the hits and not deliver to the point where you could literally kill someone. And for me, that had a greater impact on any. It had an impact on every other area of my life, and I took that with me because self-control is one of the is one of the least regarded, but probably the most needed virtue. And and I, you know, of course, whenever I look at movies like Remember the Titans
3: mm-hmm. or Facing
6: the Giants or The Miracle you know, all these sports movies, the thing that draws us to tears, the thing that breaks our hearts and even inspires us and encourages us is when we see players out on the field or out on the ice ice rink or, you know, they're in the diamond playing baseball and they're having to make hard choices that will define them for 10, 20 years down the road. And it, and you know how well they throw the ball or how well they kick or how well they make touch touchdowns or home runs or whatever that is really just a cherry on the cake but the the cake and the icing is who we become and uh you know i think about you know some of the the values that we learn in sports we learn about hard work you guys were mentioning that earlier Definitely. you learn about personal you learn about personal responsibility you know if you failed it wasn't the other guy's fault. It was yours. And uh, honesty, honor. You know, that's that, these are cuss words now. You know, you start talking about honor and being honest, people are going to start. They're going to start going crazy on you. You know, they're going to start. Oh, you're self righteous. You're just judging us. You shouldn't judge me.
2: You know, <laughs> I hear that a lot. Oh man, I hear that a lot.
6: Where's someone raising the standard? You know, and you know, you find this in you find this in the uh the military you find this in the law enforcement you find this in the sports a sense of brotherhood a sense of loyalty you know that's what i love about you know remember the titans in the days of segregation and oppression in the days when you know blacks and whites white republicans for instance were being lynched and blacks were being lynched and you had the kkk and all but you had these Black and white players, they get together. Denzel Washington was the coach, playing the coach, based on a true story. And these guys go away from their families. They go away from their community. They go to a camp, and they learn how to play you know, football, and they learn how to love each other. They learn how to be loyal. They learn that we all bleed red. And I when I watched that movie... When I watch that movie, I don't get out of it how well someone played. I'm not looking at someone and saying, "Boy, I wish I could kick like that guy kicks."
3: I'm
6: looking <laughs> at it. I'm looking at it as I want to love like that guy loves. I want to. I want to be loyal like that guy is loyal. I want to have you the know, same Joe, courage. What,
5: Joe, what you what you just said is 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 important because it's 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 like now the motives um have changed for a lot of people. It's not about the team. You know, it's all about yeah. what can I get out of it. You know, like like yeah. um like on that one scene in Remember the Titans, he when 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 the um when when the two
10: guys were, were
5: having that conversation, you know, where he was telling them, you know, you're you're you have talent, he said, Team he said this ain't about the team. He said I'm gonna get mine. That's the that's yeah. a lot of the mentality in a lot of people today you know, whether it's in sports, whether it's in the business world or whatever the case, a lot of people are worried about what they can get, and that's all they're in it for. You know, they're not in it for the other people. They're not in it for the team. They're not in it to, to make, you know, the the other person that's, if you're on the, in the football field, the person to the right or to the left of you, they're not in it to try to make them better, you know, or the other four guys that's out there on the basketball court with them at that particular time they're in it for, for themselves. You know, I'm gonna get out there and I'm gonna score forty and I don't care whether we win or lose, I don't care what happened with you know the the other thing, I'm I'm out to get mine. You know, so I think that's one thing that that that, that needs to to change is that as coaches, you know, and as mentors is instilling that the the right motives in, in people of why you're out here playing basketball, why you're out here doing this particular sport.
3: Yeah.
2: Isn't isn't that isn't that what professional sports teach though? I mean, I mean from what I gather and where I sit it seems like that's what's been displayed in professional sports. So that that's what the kids are seeing. So then they come to a coach like us who are saying, you know, it's team ball, you know, here's how you implement your own way into a team atmosphere, but you know, you got you got a dad over here tugging you need to score 25 or 30. Uh you got an uncle over here I want to see you dunk you know, you got a girlfriend over here who want to see you do something, and then you got your boys who want to, and then you got this ego that you gain from watching these professionals where you got to get yours. So it's, it's a constant battle that we're facing um, between media, professionals at home, and being a coach. How do we tackle that, guys? What's the right way to approach that? Because there are a lot of coaches that's listening. There's a lot of parents that's listening. Is there any advice that we can give them, these folks on how to tackle that? Ron, what do you think?
10: <clears throat> well, I mean, I, personally, I had to deal with a situation like that, man. Where we had a guy on our team, the high school I coached at, that was, you know, regarded as one of the better players in the state. And um, I hate to keep putting it on this, but that that mentality that that, that we're talking about, I, I really believe is coming from it's coming from AAU, you know, mm-hmm. because. In the beginning, my thing with AAU was it was created to, you know, help your team get better, you know, your high school team or the team that you play on regularly get better. Well, it's become a money game in a sense where it's kids that don't even make the team in high school are playing AAU basketball just because they can pay the 200 or $300 per player it takes to play, you know. So that mentality, you know, that I can go around, again, like I say, the process. But what you were kind of saying is, it's a monster, man. That that monster gets created, and it's hard to tame that monster because he has so many people pulling on him. You know, I had the guy that he could he could get you twenty five to thirty points walking off the bus. But with that, as coaches, we understand that you know, yeah, that 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 that's nice and all, but can you get us ten rebounds? What about ten assists? How about how about a triple double? You know, play the game the right way, and everything right. else falls into place. But it's hard for a kid to get that because as soon as he leaves us he'll get in the car and his dad be like, why you didn't shoot more threes or yeah. why, you didn't, why you pass the ball up? Why did you swing it around against the zone? Why you just didn't take the shot? You know, so it, it like I told you, man, it, it's a thin line that you're playing because you're trying to get the kid to understand that you play the game the right way, it'll help you go further. But at the same time, he's seeing people who's not playing the game necessarily the right way, who's getting what, what the kids call shine or, you know, he's he getting more publication or he's getting more recognition in him. And, I'm trying to play the game the right way, but this kid, it. he the one getting all the publication in the paper. He the one getting his name out there. So guess what I'm going to start doing? I'm going to start playing the way he's playing. Forget playing the right way. It's a thin line, man. It really is. And I've I, I seen it personally and dealt with it firsthand. It's really tough to deal with because as a coach, you want to do it the right way. You want to coach right. the game the right way. You want to teach the kids how to play the right way. but. It's it's a thin line when you got a a monster that's created like that with that ego and parents pulling, coaches trying to get them to do one thing, and you also got your AAU coach who come to every high school game and you know telling them, look, I got this coach coming to see you play for this for this particular game. You need to have fifty. So it's it's a lot that you deal with, and I think I think the people who suffering the most from that Mm -hmm. are the high school and the high school coaches. I just think they're dealing with a whole lot of other stuff that people don't even realize anymore. Oh yeah. And you just can't coach the game like it was before. You gotta coach around people to coach the game and, and that becomes difficult.
2: Should should the parents kinda should the parents stay out of the way, uh, when it when it comes to actually being in the game? And I and I know that's hard to do because we're emotional as parents of course and, and if you love any kind of sport, you know, you're 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 intertwined with that game and what's going on in the game but well, I guess my question is, you know, advice for parents: should they should they do their coaching at home and not while you're trying to coach, or not while the game's going on? Is that most beneficial?
10: I I think it's as like you said, as a parent, it's natural you want to see your kid do the right thing, you want to see them,
3: you know, excel or
10: whatever they're doing. I think it's a it's a fine line that you can kind of balance. And that mm-hmm. comes in like what you talked about doing with your recreational team, having a parent meeting early on. Just we do it with our high school guys. You know, we have a parent meeting. We put it out there, you know, this is what we expect from the kids. You know, this is how you can help us help your kid. Mm-hmm. And if you have any concerns or questions, come talk to us about it, you know. And let's see if we can't be on the same page, you know, to make sure that this, that this particular athlete gets everything he needs to be the optimal athlete he can be. But um, no, you don't. You can't tell the parent not to be there because the parent is who what they are. They're the parent. You just gotta, you know, kind of conversate, kind of you know, converse with the parent to let them know that look, we're trying to push him to this level. We can get him here if you work with me to get him here. Mm-hmm. That's what I think you has to do.
2: Interesting, Kevin, you with us?
10: Yeah, I'm, I'm
5: here. I'm, I'm I'm listening. I'm
2: gonna take another call here, man, out of the um two five two area. Caller, you on the line, 668, last three. You're on, the, you're on the line with Pudgy, Ron, and Kevin. How you doing? Pudgy,
8: can you
2: hear me? Yeah, I can hear you great.
8: Hey, Pudgy,
2: this is Rod Edwards, man. I was just calling in, man. How you doing? <laughs> My man. Rod, how you hey. doing, brother? I know you know hey, something man. about this right here. This These topics hey. here. This is kingdom work right here. Shout out to the kingdom <laughs> work entertainment, man, for real.
8: Yes, I appreciate that, man. Hey, listen, look, you know I coach over at c c s n Wilson,
2: mm-hmm.
8: and also coach over at the Spot, man. And uh, it's a great topic you guys got going on tonight, man. And, and those guys are, are dead on on a lot of things, man. It, it is a thin line, but but the main topic was you said should professional athletes be role models? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you and I know it's not should they be? They are. I mean, straight to the point. They they are they are role models. Like it or not, and, and I say, yeah, it, that's just what it is, man. They own national TV, and, and, and for me, if you're a basketball player at a young age like I was, you, you're gonna look up to somebody, you mm-hmm. know, whether it's Kobe, LeBron, or, or whoever, whoever the player is that you like, you're gonna look up to him, and you're gonna to want to do some of the same things that they are doing. You try to go out and, and and buy the sleeve like Carmelo, and you try to go get their shoes and stuff like that. You try to mm-hmm. wear your hair like them, and and things like that, and I don't think nobody's trying to, to, to do the headline, the headline <laughs> thing that LeBron got going on, but uh, as far as, as as what they do and their behavior and stuff like that, man, um, they're going to copy that. You know, uh, I noticed that this is a copycat society that we live in today, man, and if it's somebody at a, at a LeBron James status, so forth and so on, man, you know, uh, and they're good. And like you guys said, Michael Jordan was your role model, so was, he he was mine as well. Um, and so we try to do the same we try to 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 to, to copy and do the same thing things that he, he did, man. And so it's natural. I don't I mean, regardless, whether it's bad or whether it's good, Charles Barkley said he wasn't a role model, he was. Yeah, he he was. was a bad one. He was yeah, he a was. bad one. Um Tim Tebow is not my guy, but, but Tim Tebow is a great role model, I think. Finally. Right. He Finally. Not just I
4: think-
8: because he, Go ahead.
2: No, no, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'll just say finally. Yeah.
8: Yeah, not not just because he he's a Christian, but, but just because of the way he carries himself. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we know that, that that's probably stemming from um, his role models, which was probably his mom and his dad,
3: mm-hmm. you
8: know. But at the same time, man, we just, as as parents, we have to do the best we can. And I know somebody said earlier that the home is busy. The home is busy, you know, as far as the parents having so much to do, or maybe in a single-parent home, the kids may be in a single-parent home or something like that. But, you know, and and that's true, and I'm not knocking that. And and I I grew up in a single-parent home. My grandmother raised me. Mm
3: -hmm.
8: But, you know, you either can make excuses or you can make adjustments. You
3: know,
8: Mm -hmm. it's it's tough to do, but you got to, you know, that's my child. I got to get it done. You know, uh, uh, I can't allow, for me, I can't allow my three-year-old and my five-year-old to, to to look at LeBron James as as you know want to want to want to be him per se or, or want to do the exact same thing he's doing. You know, uh, Alan, we're talking about practice. No, son, listen, you got to practice.
4: <laughs> practice. You, you
8: got to listen. You get it. You have to practice if you want to become an NBA basketball player. You can't not go to practice. So don't 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 get it twisted now. Those guys are good at what they do, but that don't mean that they're always making the right choices and decisions. So we still have to sit down and talk to our kids, man, and we have to we have to sometimes get unbusy. And I love to say this, and I'm, I'm going to cut it short, but sometimes you have to, to, to get uncomfortable to be comfortable.
2: Mm. I like you that. Know? That's so a gem right there.
8: Sometimes you just have to put yourself in a situation where you're uncomfortable. So that that you can be compliant, meaning you got to do whatever it is that you got to do. You, 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 I mean, and I know it's tough. I know it's tough to, to to slow down in the house, but hey, if you don't, your kid is subject to end up in prison or, or even in a game where they're taking up time with the kids. So that's what yeah. I had, Pudgy, man. Again, you got some super guests on the show, man, and uh, just keep going with what you're doing. But proud of you, man.
2: Appreciate it, man. I appreciate the prayers, too. I could definitely use them. Shout out to you and your wife, Kingdom Work, everybody over there. You say some profound stuff, man, and, and I, there's a lot of people listening. You know, you bring a positive aspect, and, and I like what you said um, about getting uncomfortable, to be comfortable. That, that's something that I hold that near and dear to my heart, because before you can ever make it to a certain level, it's going to be an uncomfortable movement. It's going to be an uncomfortable thing, an uncomfortable walk. It's just That's just life. And uh, I think a lot – people don't like to be uncomfortable, right? And and that's right. kind of the reason that we don't go as hard as we should a lot of the times because it's going to take us out of our comfort level. So that's important, man. I, you know, we got. I need to quote that and put that out there. Um, let me ask you guys all something just real quick, though, because it seems like to me, you know, I personally believe that athletes or anyone else in the public eye our role, excuse me, all role models, uh, for someone, whether they like it or not, I'm not saying that they should be held at that, you know, on that platform and saying, you know, because you're this kind of player or because you're this kind of entertainer, you should be a role model. Because, you know, a lot of the times they didn't have role models themselves. So, you know, how can someone who hadn't been shown how to be a man teach someone else how to be a man? First of all, you know, it's it's a false premise, but I just want to ask you guys this. Does it seem like, and and that's why I said finally with Tim Tebow, by the way, but does it seem like there are only, and I'm I'm going to get a little bit conspiracy with you guys, but does it seem like there's only negative athletes out there or only negative role models that get the most media play? For every five negative, uh, quote-unquote, professional athletes or role models or entertainers, you can rarely find one positive that outshine that. Like well, you got one Tim Tebow well, well, that speaks positive, and then I can probably you know, name off ten negatives.
10: Well, for, you know for what? Me, for my perspective, it's like doing the right thing. It seems like ain't interesting. <laughs> Does that, I mean, when you're doing, when you're doing, when you're making bad decisions, you're creating drama, and we all know that that's that's the reason the reality show scene popped up, because of drama. You know, people like drama. News is drama. So when you're doing, making bad decisions, you're creating drama, you're creating a stir. But when Tim Tebow goes and helps build a playground for, you know, deaf kids, that really don't get as much, you know, ring because it's something good,
13: mm-hmm. in a sense. And
10: I don't know why we got to, you know, why we got to kind of illuminate the,
4: the the bad,
10: but I think it's because it's more interesting. People like drama. People like to hear people who, in other words, like the athlete. We we hold athletes to high esteem, so... When something right. bad happened to them, it kind of 'em them normal. It kind of put them on a pe- uh, uh, regular person pedestal. So we like to see that person. I don't know if we like to see it, but some people like to see that person, I guess, kind of fall off to say that, oh, they're just like us. Then They put their pants on one leg at a time just like us.
13: Mm-hmm. So I
10: think the drama, the drama point from that, you know, it creates a stir. It creates drama and, and news, and people kind of are, are attracted to that. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs>
8: Am I, I, am I Am I still on?
11: You are.
8: Hey, listen. First thing is that that guy there man, he's, he's a bad man, but hey, check <laughs> this out, Pussy. You got we talking about the majority. Now I'm talking about us, African Americans. It seems <laughs> like the majority of athletes, basketball or football, seem like they all come from a single parent home, seem like they all come from the hood. Okay. Um, <laughs> Yeah, Normal normally it's real. That, that's I'm, I'm what's just, being promoted. Right. Just being real. And, and normally, yeah. you know, our role model is is, is the, the, the dough boy, you know, the, the drug dealer or the pimp, yeah. Because cause everybody wants what's, what's hot, what's cool.
2: And he's got it.
8: So, so again, and you said something a while ago, because you said something about um, it, it, most of the time it's the, it's the net athletes that get all the attention. The t can get that attention. We, we gotta, and, and that's true. But now, when we do get T-Boat, we gotta kind of what I want to say, uh, swag it up a little bit, swag it out a little bit. Because sometimes, like my man said, it can be boring. It looks it looks boring to, to young people. Man, young people want to see some excitement, some color, some flash. Not mm-hmm. that we have to be so much flashy, but to put some type of swag into what it is that we're that we're doing, I mean, you ain't. It ain't got to be all bad because I, I'm telling you, man, we're losing our kids, man, and, and it's it's a sad thing that I see daily. I mean, they walk around here now with their pants under they butt cheek.
3: Yeah.
8: I mean, and it's coming from mm-hmm. looking at TV. Certain certain rappers, you know, they gonna do what they see.
9: Right.
3: So when
8: we do get a good one, man, we need to embrace that, brother, man, or whoever it is. We need to embrace them and 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 encourage them to keep it moving, man. Because we don't have no T bowls man. I mean, just being real, we we don't have no T bowls You you guys, yeah,
2: y'all y'all know what I find like, it, it, it's it, it's sickening at the end of the day, and I and I talk about it a lot. You know, when we get to talking about sports, and you know, a lot of guys don't want to hear this mess, man. But it's amazing to me how well the women professional athletes are doing, and they get no play for the positive stuff that they're doing. And I mean, I'm talking about a high percentage, man. I, I, like I said, I don't have the numbers now. I don't have the numbers. But the it's women, the, the, the WNBA women, they are rocking when it's it comes to being
8: po- – Huh? It's too clean. That, that's why. It's too clean. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Nobody is misbehaving. No
3: so,
2: so look, the, the reason the reason I mention that, man, the, the reason I mention that is because personally, me, and you know, I said I'll get a little bit conspiracy theorist here with you because I, you know, I always think it's something behind something, and that just comes from the Bible reading to me. There's always a meaning behind something, but That's right. th- with this media, man, it, they I think they drive these things. Just even besides it, it being the number one, uh, the, the stuff that everybody want to listen to, or, or the, the popular media or whatnot, negative media isn't always the the pop the most popular media. It's just the most reported media. Right. Okay. So I, I want to say that the media outlets paint this stuff, man, and, and the true battle that we have is is one with the media, okay, and two in our own households. If we can conquer those two, which we can, we can beat this thing percentage-wise. Everybody ain't going to make it. Everything ain't going to be peaches and cream. I get that. But I, I think if we pay attention in our house and take that media, that negative media out, you know, we got to take it out, at least so much of it. I'm not saying don't have your kid look at sports it, Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying don't have him watch TV, but we got to kind of limit those things. And be interactive with our kids as much as possible. And that way we can balance the hate, I like to say. You know, if you got so much negative going in, ain't too much positive going to come out. That's right. You know, let me get another caller right here while you guys on the line. Rod, I'll keep you on the line as long as you like. Um, We got the invisible conservative. He's on the line. Hold on with me, brother. I'll get you on in just a second. I got a call out of the 404. We going to Georgia this time since I got all my 252s. Uh, two or four is the last three, I believe.
0: Yes, sir. What's up, what's what's up? Brother, man? It's your brother Eddie Ellis, man. E, superstar. <laughs> chill out, man. Don't start that. It is you what it is, you is mean, man.
2: You ain't gotta take it. I know what it is. Y'all heard this man <laughs> say <it> before.
0: Oh <laughs> uh, man, chill out, man. We Please. talk about sports. <laughs> okay, my bad. What you think, bro? You know about, about the topic
2: sport. tonight, man? Man, um, it's it's a
0: it's a wonderful <laughs> topic, man. Like I said, well, I have. None of my kids, you know, I didn't play sports too much growing up, but it kind of took me back to the playoffs last year and um, LeBron and Dwayne Wade. And, um, you know, they with LeBron, with him coming, from leaving the Cavaliers and everything, he already picked up a, a bad rep. So mm-hmm. the thing was in the playoffs, like last year, when the thing with Dirk, when they was picking at him, when, um, when they, he so-called was sick or whatever, but to me that was like real disrespectful, you know what I'm saying? I thought so too. Even with doing that, but kids, I mean, everything you do, kids are looking at it, you know what I'm saying? So 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 even with that, man, you got to be you got to be very careful with everything you do, you know what I'm saying? And um then come back, there the heat, they got Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosch. LeBron, but then come back and they, you would look at someone like Jason Terry that's not that flashy, you know what I'm saying, he got a mm-hmm. legit move when he hit his three, that comes back in the interview after they win the championship and say, well, I just give all praises to God.
3: He <laughs> asks
0: right. he say, well, I go back to God, back to God. I give all praises to God. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, the flash, man, it's like the, and like you said, they all role models. I like what the brother said earlier as far as like in your house so you got to make an adjustment man because i can look back and um even thinking about us growing up first and um thinking back to to how we grew, grew up how you grew up and looking at you now yeah and i remember those packets by miss nancy <laughs> yeah i remember them too <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> right <laughs> and i remember you know i remember the prayers from my mom you know what i'm saying so
3: yeah.
0: it it starts in the household man and even, even like now, I'm in my my daughter's room, so I had to come here to get some quiet because you know they are out of school and they just wailing. Oh even yeah. with Me looking at her wall and looking at some Justin Bieber
3: mm-hmm.
0: posters. Do I take them down because of the so called um, baby issue? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you have to, you have to. I mean, first off, you have to have some type of religious. I don't know. You got to pray, man. Whatever God you serve or whatever, you got to learn how to pray. Within exactly. your household, being the man of the house, you know what I'm saying. Or oh, if you're a single mom or whatever, and you just have to sit back and pray, man, and make make those decisions. But I mean, this is 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 so imperative, man, for us the household that 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 you know what I'm saying. We just first off being involved. So like you said, I remember growing up, and my mom, my mom had to work all the time, and my yes, dad was sir. out doing his thing. Yeah, A lot of the times, man, I can remember when I was playing sports, probably like, what well, one game that my dad came to, my mom was never there because she had to work. Yeah. So with, with, with you guys being coaches, man, y'all are very important to a lot of young men and women, you know what I'm saying, in your area. So like I said, I just want to give y'all props on what y'all are doing, man, and y'all are most definitely in my prayers. And then even with the coaches, looking at the – the Penn State issue, you know, you got your good side, you got your bad side with the Sandusky dude, okay. Yeah. But then you got your, um, you know, that's just crazy. That's a whole other world.
2: That's a whole. But that's then, the next segment.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. That's crazy, and 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 you know, now I got a, a daughter that's in college, and. Even when all that was going on, my biggest biggest concern was the kids. I mean, forget position where he, he, he most definitely got to get something. But I'm looking at, like, the kids during the riot. I'm mm-hmm. like, man, these are college students. This is crazy.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm like, they are, like, worshiping this Joe Paterno dude like he is a god. Right. So, I mean, but it's it's wild, man, how how sports. And then you go to the good side of the coaches, as far as popular coaches, it's like tears came to my eyes. Like a couple of weeks ago, during the, um, it was my first time ever actually sitting down listening to the whole Jim Valvano speech. Wow. And yeah. um, and I actually sat there, man, and um, and watched that. And you know, like I said, with everything, you got your good side. And man, he actually was helped at the ESPY um, Awards. Helped. He had to He had to get helped up there by Joe Thisman and um, Dick Vitale. I mean, he couldn't halfway walk, but the speech he made. You know what I'm saying? It's like a a speech that should be recorded and played in every household. You know what I'm saying? So, like I said, you got your good side and your bad side, but you got the most definitely started off in your household, man. And um, like I said, I'm just enjoying the show, man, just sitting back listening to y'all brothers. I'm proud of you, man, because I know where you come from. (laughs) No
3: doubt,
2: for real.
0: brother, man, I love you. you. And um, like I said, just keep holding it down, man.
2: Got to, man. you 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 said a lot of words there. I'm sorry, go ahead.
0: And
5: um, you know somebody said something about the the media before um i I think that you know the, the the media um for one we live in a we live in a time now where everything is basically sound bites we don't get the we don't get a story in its entirety like when we look at sports center you know the top ten you know that that that'll get a lot of a lot of airplay we we want to look at highlights when when whether it's whether it's sports whether it's um, um, a, a tragedy in the community, or whether it's politics, you know, we just listen to the soundbite, and then also, you know, because the soundbite that's what's attractive. And then when you look at the different media outlets, media is is at the end of the day, it's a it's a business, and in order for them to get their marketing and advertising dollars, they have to they have to they work on uh, on ratings, you know, so they have to show things to keep their ratings up. Why show you know, um, um, somebody doing something nice, you know, to help somebody build a home or something like that. They would rather, you know, you get more hits or more ratings or more attention or more marketing dollars if you show an, an, an athlete like this football guy that got caught uh, with, with cocaine distribution uh, from the from the Chicago Bears. You know, he got caught trying to buy kilos of cocaine and set up a distribution ring. He's getting more airtime than than somebody that is trying to do something nice. Tebow, people that get attention like Tim Tebow only come they come um every once in a once in the blue moon. But it's the tragedy that, that, that gets a lot of airplay um on, on, on T V and in the media. Um when I look at when I look at um um church services, you know, they, they the the whole service is, is is an hour and a half, two hours, but when you look at T V they show highlights. They break it down into twenty eight minutes. It's all about highlights, it's all about what we can show, what's the best part of it that we can show that will bring um, a certain type of attention. And then our kids are seeing that. Our kids are not seeing, like on HBO, they have that uh, uh, 24-7 for for, at, for boxes, you know, where they take you through the training camp. Why don't they show things like that on regular TV where the kids can actually see the process of what it takes to become an athlete, all of the hours and all of the, the, the dieting and all of that other stuff that has to be put in to get your body to look like that, to get that tip-top shape but they won't show that. All they want to show is somebody coming down the lane, dunking on three people or jumping over cars or whatever the case may be. But I, I think that, you know, with, with, with the media, you know, we have to get our kids from in front of the TV as much, you know, looking at the, um, the, the so-called idiot box, you know, and, and, and to get them out, you know, and, and, and doing, and doing different things.
2: All right, man. I, I, I 1,000% agree with you, man. That TV I always say, man, that, that TV is something it's, it's a special, man. You get, you get a real fight on your hands when it comes to the TV and having to deal with the TV versus, you know, with your kids because they definitely want to watch it, and they're going to watch it somewhere and then somewhere. And even in the time that you allow for them to watch TV, you almost got to watch with them, man, because even in a the cartoon, there's always one thing that I noticed, that I noticed about TV, whether it's cartoons or, or a kiddie movie, rated G, whatever the rating is, there's always an agenda and I hate that. There's always an agenda and they're always trying to persuade your kids to think a certain way. You know what I mean? Just by watching TV. The days of the roadrunner with no talking just, you know, chase the coyote chasing the roadrunner through the desert trying to push a rock rock on them are over. If you watch the cartoons and stuff now, you know, all the all the women, all the girls in the cartoons are full figured. <laughs> You know, they're busty. Their clothes are tight. They got a midriff shirt on. So, I mean, TV is crazy, man. It's definitely crazy. Check it out. We got to go to a commercial, man. We come right back. We're going to talk about Penn State. And I got to get you guys thoughts on how to keep your kids safe around predators or people like that. I mean, you know, what are the signs to look for? And I I know we're not professionals on that. You know, we're we're not cops. But we all know when something doesn't look right, we all, we all are coaches and have coached for some time now, so we all know what kind of touching is appropriate. We'll be right back. You listen to the KRP radio show. I'm going to leave you guys with a, an excerpt of the Jimmy V speech.
3: It is said that a champion is a person who
9: enriches a sport by his presence and leaves the game better
6: for having been in it. Arthur Ashe was such a champion.
12: Arthur was a a very dear friend of mine and I knew what he stood for and I knew that his presence was beyond sport. It was perfect to
13: start with Jim Valvano. I urge all of you, all of you, to enjoy your life, the precious moments you have, to spend each day with some laughter and some thought, to get your emotions going, to be enthusiastic every day.
8: People don't realize that just getting
9: this man to the ESPYs was an unbelievable task. The fact that he could even get on the stage feeling the way he was tells you a lot about the man. I think that Jesus just simply say thank you and sit down, and I'm standing up there with him as he's going on for 25, 30 minutes and just mesmerized, electrified that crowd. Don't give up. Don't ever give up. And that's what I'm going to try to do. Every minute that I have left, I will thank God for the day and the moment I have. And the guy is trying to cut him off, and he's like, hey, buddy. And the screen is flashing up there 30 seconds like I care about that screen right now, huh? He was just one of those special personalities that always brought a smile to your face.
8: That was probably one of my
9: favorite all-time Espy moments. Cancer can take away all my physical abilities. It cannot touch my mind, it cannot touch my heart, and it cannot touch my soul very inspiring, very moving, obviously coming from somebody that was speaking from the heart and and speaking to the world about uh, his struggle and and many people's struggle. I thank you, Um, and God bless you all.
2: 60,000 North Carolina families are affected by autism. One out of every 110 children born today will be diagnosed with autism. If you have any questions or need support, we can help. The Autism Society of North Carolina can be reached at 800-442-2762, again that's 800-442-2762. Remember 60,000 North Carolina families are affected by autism and one out of every 110 children born will be diagnosed with autism as well. If you need to reach them by the web. The address is www.autismsociety-nc.org. You can also reach them on Facebook, Twitter, and you can reach them on YouTube. Love somebody today.
7: online music tournament.
2: Thanks for listening to the KIRP Radio Show, number one black conservative show in the Southeast North Carolina-based show out of the Southeast United States. Man, we're broadcasting live in D.C. tonight. You'll hear the delayed broadcast in L.A. every Wednesday night, WMMG 500 through 1600 a.m. on your radio dial. Folks, it's been a... it's, 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 It's a quite interesting show, man. You know, we're talking about sports and the kids and, you know, how to achieve some things that we all know need some attention and uh, coming up now. It, it, I don't know if you guys got your kids listening. I don't know, you know, if they want to listen to this segment because it's, it's quite graphic and uh, I don't care to uh, sugarcoat anything that, you know, the things that we need to talk about. Some of these things need to be spoken bluntly. There's really no way to, to speak around it. Uh, a couple of things that I'll be reading or, or a couple of things you may hear might be a little bit too graphic for your kids. So if, if you want to get them away, from the radios, um that would be a great idea. Um before I do that I'm gonna bring a an, another host um from the Block Talk Radio. We also broadcast on Block Talk. That's uh Radio slash K R P radio show. Uh the indiv- invisible conservative. Great, great great beautiful man here, man. This is a great man right here. How you doing, sir?
1: Hello? 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 Can you hear me? I hear you great. Okay, sorry about that. I always do that. I muted myself so there wouldn't be no echoes, and then you <laughs> called me, and I forgot to unmute myself. So.
2: Yeah, I'm, sorry. I'm, I'm doing it by myself tonight outside of the music. I, my guy's uh, taking care of the, the feed going to this so he's busy, and uh, I'm doing my own board on here tonight. So how are you anyway?
1: I'm well. Um, I just wanted to call in real quick and comment on um, – the whole issues of sports and role models and you guys all bring up a good point but i've always wondered <clears throat> and i've brought this up on my show a few times why is it that athletes they're celebrated but you know then you have the stigma of you know single parents in the in the black in our black communities and stuff like that and then the news media, they're always talking about how the negative aspects of being a single parent. But what about that single mother or that single father that busts their tails and they actually raise their kids and – uh, put them through school and they go to college, go on to become someone successful, how come those individuals are not the ones that are celebrated in our communities? Now, I know that if if they had a choice, they wouldn't be single, but rather than give up, like a lot lot of Single parents in our community do they just they feel like well, there's no hope. And so they that a lot of times they end up drowning their sorrows and um, promiscuity alcohol drugs or whatever instead mm. of taking care of the responsibilities. But what about those in our community who do um, Step wow. up to the plate. Those are the ones that we should that we should look up to because those are the true role models.
3: Mm.
2: I, I agree. I, I think um you know personally I I don't think those folks are celebrated though. And and so when those folks aren't celebrated, it's left up to them to speak loudly to, to speak loudly about what they're doing. And and the problem is with society today, uh it's offensive. You know, positive things are offensive to people who can't measure up to that. So a lot of times when you have, for example, if you have a parent who's saying, you know what, you know, forget all this nonsense, my kid did this, and we practice that, and we do things, you know, we made the honor row and they did, they made the straight A's or whatever, you know, they're, they're graduating Val, or, you know, people look at it as bragging, but, you know, from my standpoint, I'm like, wow, that's good right there, so this is what we need, you know, they're raising the bar This is what we should be shooting for. So as a society, we haven't yet learned, and I'm just speaking on the black community, for example, we haven't yet learned how to grasp those individuals who are raising the bar and promote those and then try to raise our bar up to that measure if we're not there. I don't think we got to the point where, because we're still fighting within ourselves in our community. Let's just face it. It is what it is. You know, some people don't like to hear it, but that's just the truth. We're still fighting with each other about what someone else has. So when that person does raise the bar, it's offensive to hear. So people don't want to talk about it. They rather right. talk about my kid made more yards, more touchdowns, more points than your kid did.
1: Right, that's and your very kid making point. the honor
2: roll. So right. I don't know. I, I guess that's the reason they're not celebrated. Uh I definitely know that's one of the reasons they they aren't celebrated, you know, within our community. And you know, probably within all communities, because people just don't want to hear about how smart you are; they rather hear how many touchdowns you score. Speaking on sports, anyway.
1: Right, and and you bring up a good good point because that that and that disgusts me. But you know, like you said, it is what it is, and I just wish that we could learn to embrace things that uplift us and not tear us down. So.
2: Well, I, I agree, man, and I, I think you know. Personally, I think that we need to, you know, my advice for fixing this is to stop being so offended by, you know, by what someone else says or by what someone else does. We we have to stop being so soft, man, about things. We got to stop being so so reserved about, you know, positive stuff. People don't like to talk about the positive stuff in their life. If you look on the social media, and I'm on Facebook and Twitter all day, all the time, back and forth, all you see for the, for the for the most part, it's a bunch of negative things because that's what gets so much attention. You know, when you start talking about negative, somebody else wants to comment on that. And, you know, right. I was talking to a friend of mine today. I said, man, have you ever realized if you listen to someone's conversation, whether you mean to or not, a lot of the times when people are conversing with each other, if you have a problem, they have to find a problem similar to yours just to relate. When all actuality, a lot of times, we don't share the same problems.
6: So exactly.
2: You, you know, instead of consulting you, a lot of people like to create those problems within their own life that they don't really have.
1: Right. Exactly. You hit the nail on the head. I mean, 'cause I, I really, for the most part, I hate, I hate put, or I hate negative, negativity all the time. And if I can't have something positive, you know. I don't wanna have anything to do with it, you know. That's just that. how I view it. So
2: Well, I appreciate you calling there, brother. As always, you know you gotta give a shout out before I let you go, man. I'm sorry. We, you know.
1: Well, I just wanna say Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, Hana Kwanzaa Christmas and every other <laughs> thing that I didn't catch. So and I have a special show tonight at ten PM Central Time. Gonna play um play Christmas and Christian music and just talk about my network that I'm working on so
2: well I'm, I'm I definitely I'm I'm definitely down with your network I like that WMMG we might be moving I want you to um you know give the folks the information so you know folks can tune in and know where you are
1: I am the my show is actually called The Visible Conservative Christians Unleashed here on Blog Talk Radio and that's www. Um, blogtalkradio.com/the. Um, f- well, actually, just type in the Visible Conservative, and you'll find me on Blog Talk Radio. Yeah, it and is. I'm- so,
2: shout out to the Visible Conservative, man. Ten Central Time, he's on the air in just a few folks in about an hour, so you know you gotta check it out. Um, hey, man, I appreciate you coming through. Sorry for getting the name wrong. I always say the name wrong because I'm reading from the board here, but
1: actually. My username is still the invisible conservative but I changed my show name so you got it right. You Okay, ooh. good. So. Sounds good
2: then. Right, much love to you man. Blessings to you. Continue with the prayers and uh, All right. how's your family? I got to ask you that really quick. How's your sister?
1: My sister is doing as well as can be. I actually have to call and check on her cuz I haven't checked on her in a little while, but um and my mom's um, she's doing okay, and my cousin, she's doing okay. the One I live with, so for the most part, my family's well. So
2: more prayers and blessings to you guys, man. And nothing, there's nothing that God can't handle. That's for sure.
1: Amen. All, All right. right, sir. You have a good night, and hopefully, you can pop over to the show in a little bit.
2: I will do because I have nothing on my schedule after this. I will be over there. Shout out to the Visible Conservative always coming through, dropping jewels on us. I got Ron and Rod still on the show rocking with us, man. And I just want to play this little clip for you guys about Sandusky. and, uh, And then I just want to ask your opinions on a few things since you guys have been coaching for quite a while.
12: The latest in the sexual abuse scandal evolving, former Penn State football coach Jerry Sandusky. In an ABC News exclusive, the mother of one of his alleged victims is now speaking out. The day after Sandusky publicly denied he is a pedophile. ABC's Jim Avila is in State College Pennsylvania again with us for the latest. Good morning, Jim. Good morning, Robin. A couple
9: of new developments this morning. First of all, that coach who says he saw Sandusky raping a 10-year-old boy in the showers told friends in an email now that he actually told police about that attack ten years ago. And, of course, there's the mother, the mother of one of the eight victims, speaking out today, angry about Jerry Sandesky's denial, saying that he was arrogant and that she's mad at his freedom. As Jerry Sandusky made his case on national television, at least one family listened very carefully.
13: It sickened me that he would be on TV. I think he made himself look more guilty.
9: Her identity protected so her son cannot be identified as victim number one in the child molestation indictment of Jerry Sandusky. This mother, speaking exclusively to ABC News, is disgusted at what she heard. Do you think the facts support his contention that he's just a a jock playing
13: with kids? in the locker room? No, it's not games. It's a planned-out strategy to groom children to molest.
6: Are you a pedophile?
4: No.
13: What did you think when he said, well, in retrospect, I you
4: know, I, I shouldn't have showered with those
13: kids. We definitely shouldn't have showered with those kids. Um, it was sickening. I mean, I don't know anybody, anybody who, when somebody's like 50, would get in a shower naked with a 10-year-old.
9: This mom says her son, victim number one, cried when he saw Sandusky defending himself.
13: I said, well, why, would it make, why did it make you cry? And he, he said, because I'm afraid, I'm afraid he'll go free.
9: And worst of all, it angers her to watch Sandusky as a free man. While she and her son feel they must hide,
13: makes me really mad that my son can't go out and have a normal life. He can't go out and hang out at the mall because he might run into Jerry. He gets to go to the mall and shop and do whatever he wants to do. That aggravates me. He he should be in jail.
9: Victim number one is expected to be a star witness against Sandusky, perhaps as important as this man, former coach Mike McQueary, seen doing some afternoon shopping, but refusing to react publicly to Sandusky calling his testimony that he witnessed the coach rape a ten-year-old in the shower a lie.
6: I get your response to no sir. What Mr. Sandusky said last night.
9: But in emails he sent to friends this week, McQueary for the first time says he not only told Joe Paterno about the attack, he told police. Quote. I did stop it, not physically, but made sure it was stopped when I left that locker room. I did have discussions with police and with the official at the university in charge of police. Now, the Sandusky indictment makes it seem as though McQuarrie merely walked away from that attack and didn't stop it. That's one part of that uh, indictment that the prosecution star witness vehemently disagrees with. Well...
2: At, for what it's worth, let me, I, I have to say this, I guess, legally, but uh, Jerry Sandusky has not been convicted. So, uh, legally, he uh, he is still innocent until proven guilty. I'll just say it like that. That's fair to say, right, Ron? Bro? That's fair to say right now, yep. legally. Um,
8: yeah, legally.
2: Also, it, you know, this is not a reflection of Penn State. A I, I guy just posted on on the blog, and you know he he, gave, he he said when he gives speeches he he always say go Nittany Lions because he graduated from Penn State. So I just have to say, I mean we have over well over two hundred thousand listeners, over twelve million contributors to this show. I gotta say to some of these folks out here that be proud that you graduated from Penn State. That's a heck of a heck of an accomplishment. Um, Jerry Sandusky is not Penn State. I just gotta put that out there and and let people know, you know, be proud of what you come from, be proud of your accomplishment because this man is not you. This man did this stuff on his own. Now, now, I'm not saying that, you know, the sports program couldn't have taken some different steps, but I'm just saying that Jerry Sandusky is not Penn State. So, you know, I don't want folks to feel bad about their accomplishment or feel some type of way because this man was just a part of that organization in the sports department, you know what I mean? Um, I don't even know where to start, man. I, I, I don't know if you got... I've read the grand jury report and and that thing put tears in my eyes just to sit there and read it because it, it's insane, man. I, I don't know how... When you talk about having a, a 10-year-old... raping a 10-year-old child in the locker room, in the player's locker room, I might add, where where anyone could have walked in there at that given time. Um, And I understand it was quite late, but... Isn't doesn't that doesn't that reflect someone who has gotten extremely comfortable?
10: Uh, a, yeah, it does. Number one, it does because I mean, to <clears throat> even think that he can get away with anything like that, he has to be comfortable in that situation. But I think one of the biggest, the biggest things that I heard as a response to all of this going on. I don't know word for word, but LeVar Antion, he was on maybe Mike and Mike or something like that,
3: mm-hmm. and he
10: was um he had called in to a show, to a show, and they was just they was talking to him about the situation. And I can't tell you word for word what he said, but you could just hear the 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 passion in his voice, the anger in his voice, because one thing that he, what I'm assuming that he was angry about is that he trusted this guy. You know, this guy was a defensive coordinator, and LeVar Antoine was a middle linebacker. So, oh, yeah. they almost worked hand in hand, in a sense. So he kind of trusted this guy. And it was somebody he trusted. He probably vouched for a few times. Coach Shad Vesty, I I love the guy. He always steered me the right way. And wow. now this comes out, so it kind of put a damper on your on your persona as well, because you know, you may go, go you know, you may have went to battle, you may have spoken up for this person at one time, and then something like this come out. So now, how does that reflect you? You know, and and that was one of the biggest things that I heard LeVar Arrington comment on that. I, I don't know where it was or when it was, but I I remember the the anger in his voice, and yeah. you know he was just calling the whole situation just a sick situation. I,
2: I would be angry too. I
10: mean,
2: I mean, look at the relationship of you know when you when you say LeVar Arrington, you you don't even think of N.F.L. You think of Penn State. You know what I mean? It's, 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 yeah, you you think LeVar Harrington, you think Penn State, you know, you think Joe Pop. You know, that is what it is, or in any order. Um, right. Fellas, I I don't, man, I, for the life of me, uh, this bothers me so much, man, because I know when I played college ball, I met some guys who came through that, that Riverside Church, uh, you know, Gauchos, you know the AU teams, the, right. the, the Elton brands, all them guys that came through that pipeline, the St. John's pipeline, and all that. And um, you know, I heard some uh, some real disgusting things, man. And and one thing about when you're in college, man, you meet a lot of people who play sports other places at tournaments or at functions or whatever. And uh, you start to hear things, man. You get to talk, and You also meet people who have transferred here and there. And I heard a lot of stories, man. That I just coming from North Carolina. I mean, outside of New Jersey, I, I never coming from North Carolina as as an athlete, as as an as a young adult. I'll say because I was twenty or nineteen. I don't I don't I couldn't believe the stuff that I heard. Long story short. And uh, right. if you if you Google Ernie Lorch. You know, this is the stuff that I was telling people that was going on. The the exact same stuff that we're hearing about in Penn State is some things that I was told that was going on. And this is the path you'd have to take if you want to go to the NBA. I said, well, I'll never go. Because if you, <laughs> I'm, I'm saying, seriously, you know, a, a lot of these guys and a lot of these AAU programs, I guess what I'm trying to say is there are a lot of predators out there and a lot of different, quote unquote, different. People who you who hide their true identities and use your kids for other things outside of sports, and they make promises right. that you know they promise them the world. So as a parent, we have to watch out for these things, man. And and I feel like there are tell tell on tell signs that that show us when there could be an issue. And I, and I, I personally believe and I, I'm not I'm not saying to folks I don't I don't want parents parents I don't I don't want you guys to just go off and call your coaches tomorrow and say, I remember that time you, you patted um, Jacob on the back or, or you gave him a pat on the butt in the game. I don't, I don't, don't go off like that. What I'm saying is that if you have a coach that is, that is really touchy-feely, that probably talks about your child too much on a personal level when it comes to physical attributes or the way that they talk or the way that they walk outside of correcting them, you probably have a problem. Is that fair to say Roy? Well one
10: of the biggest things well, one of the biggest things I can say is I mean we have kind of hit it on the head a few times, and like as a parent or as a guardian or whatever you consider yourself over the over the child, you gotta stay involved, you know, and by staying involved, you gotta research these you gotta know who you leaving your kids with you gotta know who you you know. Leaving them who's responsible for them in certain situations, as a parent, that's just a natural thing you want to do for your kid, you know. And with that, with parents who are not as involved, that leaves that predator that opportunity, you know. And I and I can guarantee you, a lot of the kids that he might have violated, if I'm not mistaken, with from like a group home type situation. Some of them were, and you know, in that situation, they don't have anybody that's really holding, you know, that's kind of responsible for them. So, I mean, as long as the parent, if, they, if that predator can see the parent actively involved all the time, it's going to leave less of an opportunity for that predator or that, for that person to have that chance with that kid. Does that make That's sense? The so that, they, be, that, they, they may be more, more hesitant to, like, man, this parent, these guys' parents are here all the time. I'm not, I'm not you know. But if they don't see that parent, they, they feel in the place as that parent. And that allows their comfort zone with that kid and that adult. That may get too close or too intimate. So as long as wow. the parent is active and visual, I believe you know that that'll close that window, or that opportunity for that for that predator, or that person who may
8: be feeling that type of way.
2: I'm, I'm glad wow. you said that because that's hey. the number one thing. What do you think, Rob?
8: Hey Pudge. Yes, sir. Uh, my man Ron, I mean he, he's he's on fire right now, man, because he's he's dead <laughs> on. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> once again, man, um, uh, if the parents involved. More more so than none then man. I mean it's what's the chances of this guy or any other uh, uh uh coach or what have you, um what's the chances of them doing those type of things, man? What like you said, once they see the parent is active, they not gonna I mean, nine times out of ten they're not gonna bother that child, man. They are looking for the ones where the parents is not involved. That's mm-hmm. why I said right. earlier, you have to be you have Sometimes you have to do what you don't want to do. You have to yeah. be uncomfortable to be comfortable. I mean, you just gotta make a way. You know, your child participating in sports, you gotta find a way. If that means that's right, I, I, I work second shift. I can't be there. Okay, no more excuses. Make an adjustment. You just gotta you gotta find your first shift, or you gotta find a third shift. Cause you got to be involved. You just gotta yeah. be involved. That's why that's why they don't go to PTO meetings. They don't mm. go out to the school to see how they how their child doing. They don't go to lunch at twelve because they they feel like they can't excuses on mm. top of excuses. You know, wow. so we we as parents, man, we just got to get it done. And, and granted, yeah, we do have babies having babies, and they don't know how to parent yet. Yeah, that's a whole other topic itself. But you just want to do what you want to do. So I'm gonna drop him off with the coach. Coach love him. Right.
2: You know, I, right, I find right. that too much, man, and, and and I have a I have a problem with that. I, I was talking to a friend of mine in Chicago about this when it first happened, and uh, you know we she coaches her husband coached at one point in time her husband, whatever her son's involved with the network with WMMG. So you know we were talking about this, and and one thing that she said that I loved, and that's something that we don't do ever, and, and I know you know stuff happens. Don't get me wrong, I understand, man. I, I know what real life is like. You know, I know when you're running late and you got to cook dinner. I I understand real life. Don't get me wrong, folks, when I say this. But let me tell you something. Do not drop your kids off. This is the very one. This is the one thing that I can tell you the sure way to keep your child safe. And I'm going to touch some feelings right now, okay? Whether it's the church, okay? Whether it's the camp, whether it's the coach, do not get comfortable dropping your kids off with people just because you feel like, just because you feel like now that they're trustworthy and nothing's going to happen. Right. Don't get comfortable dropping your kids off unless they're old enough to defend themselves from an adult. And it sounds crazy. It sounds extreme. I get it. I know, man, man, Today, anything is possible. I read reports about people raping babies. I can't even conjure in my head what a grown man can do with a damn baby. Pardon my language. I can't even gather that. But it happens. So the impossible can happen, and evil is powerful, man. So don't don't put your kids in harm's way. Don't drop your kids off at practice. If it means they have to miss that practice, you can't be there to watch your kid, you know what? They probably need to miss that practice. Do not get comfortable dropping your kids off with people. And God knows, and I'm not calling everybody a predator, folks. I'm just saying this because there's a lot of parents that drop their kids off with strangers. And don't get me wrong, I get it, y'all. I know you're working. I know you got to do this, and you probably need to go do that while they're at practice real quick. I get that. But do not get comfortable dropping your kids off, man. Because if it's not the coach, it could be somebody else watching. And it only takes one second for somebody to turn their back. And you got all these different kids on the field or or wherever you are that you're coaching. It's not one or two. It's always five or ten or better. So you got all these kids that you're paying attention to. And when your child goes, coach, I need to go to the bathroom. And you don't have an assistant coach or a parent to walk with them, that child could be gone. Or it could happen to your child from that other parent or from that assistant, because we don't know what's going on in people's heads. We don't know how people act or what they're really thinking. Do you think any of these people really believe Jerry Sandusky was a child molester, a rapist? No, they didn't think so. All they knew was Joe Paterno's program was great. If I put my child in this, the chances that they would be good and working in in this particular sport would probably be better. So this is a good program. This is what I'm going to do. And now here we are. And there's a lot of, and, 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 you know, you, you guys can cut me off when you want, man, but I think there's a lot more than what, we, what we're what we hearing about now. I think there's thousands more than what we're just hearing about now. I don't mean with that one man, but I think that are going on all over. So, I, you know, the very first thing, the only advice that I can give, the two things that I can give, one is to not drop your kids off, to keep an eye on your kids at all times, you know, and the second thing I can tell you is just don't trust everybody so easily with your children. You know, talk to your kids and, and, and make them understand what it means for someone when they're touching them in the wrong place or when they're looking at them a certain way or when they're slick talking. You know, we talk to our kids about slick talking. Look for these words. When people are saying this, you need to get away from them. It's real out right. here, man, and, and you know it, it starts with us. I don't know. I mean,
10: what you guys think? Right. I mean, I'm gonna kind of piggyback on what you were kind of saying. I think one of the biggest things is just uh, as parents or guardians or whoever we consider ourselves, is just stay active, just stay active, and stay visual, man. Just stay active and stay visual, and that kind of they kind of contradict what we were talking about earlier. You know, we try a parent that. It it need to take a back seat. Well, that's a back seat as far as X's and O's is concerned. Not necessarily as far as being a present, being a presence at the game, or you know, being a fan. Nobody said anything was wrong with being a fan of your kid. You know, we didn't say you couldn't be a fan. Just you know, be a presence at the games. And I know my mom and my dad came to all the games, and they knew all my coaches' names. You know, sometimes you ask them, "What's your son's coach name?" I don't know. They they coach for somebody, you know. I mean, they play for somebody, and and you give you opening up that window again, like right the you need to know who you dropping your kids off with. You need to know the coaches that they're coaching for. I mean, they're playing for those are things as players that you just got to know, and that's just that's parenting, in my opinion.
2: It is one hundred one. That that's the first thing, first and foremost. You know, it seems like a lot of people like to shun it. Man, I've seen times where I've waited. For over an hour after practice was over, it's dark outside, and I'm waiting for parents to arrive to pick their kids up. And I just don't understand that.
8: Right. Hey, hey, we drop that. That's because they dropping them off. (laughs) They dropping them off at the daycare. We 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 the babysitter, man. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just like we we the babysitter. You know, while they go make their errands, they go to Walmart go get the, you know, go get their head done or whatever. And I'm not knocking none of that. Mm-mm. I'm just saying we got to keep we gotta keep the main thing the main thing, man, bottom line. We got to keep the main thing the main thing. My, hey, listen, my son, he's at practice. He get out of practice at 8 o'clock. I got to be there five minutes till, ten minutes till because I don't want him waiting, you know, because yeah. um, I don't know who might want to take him home. You know, I don't need the right. coach to call me and say, hey, listen, I'll take him home. Because maybe on the way home, he might be trying to do something. He don't have no
2: business. Like a lot of those body. stories. You know, a lot yeah, of those, and, and it's that. funny you say that, because a lot of those stories started with a hand on the thigh in the car.
8: Right. <clears throat> and, and 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 the kid is allowing it to happen. I mean, maybe not right at first, but eventually he would allow it to happen because he his coach cares so much about it you know he keeps spend so much time with me he, he spends more time with me than my mama do than my yeah. daddy do you know they they never there they can't they can't they, they can't take me to practice they don't come to my games but he's always there he always talks to me after the game he give me a little money to get something to eat you know i mean man we got that's why some kids join join gangs yeah. you know because right. of those things man so uh, we just got to we just got to think man we just got to be more active i mean do as much as you can you know, um, and again, one thing we have to do, Pudgy, um and Ron, uh, we 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 do have to take in consideration, man, that that we as parents, we do have to work or whatever it is right. that we do, we do have to do that to take care of home. That is a given. You have to do that. But me, me on one hand, man, I, I just say it like this too, though. You gotta do what you gotta do, but you gotta, but you gotta figure out what's more, what's more important. That's right. What's important, you know? Again, right. it, it's jobs out here, man. And I mean, hey, start your own business. You know, that might be a hint. You might need to start your own business just to make make it happen. But you got to do something different, man. You can't keep missing out, missing out, missing out. Either the gang gonna get them, the streets gonna get them, uh, uh, or, or the coaches gonna start messing with them this day and time. So right. you better step your game up. Wow. Before, before you lose your child.
2: It's amazing how much we got to, it's amazing how much, I, I was about to say we, but it's amazing how much the kids have to fight just to live, man, and, and you know, just to care, just to go through their day. I mean, you go to school, and, and you know, I hear people talk about bullying and, and you know, all this kind of stuff, man, and, and, you know, maybe I raised my kids a little different. I, I know just, I think a couple of weeks ago, maybe even last week, a 10- or 11-year-old girl, she hung herself. And uh, it it was said that she was being bullied, you know, so bad. And, you know, in my mind, man, I'm just a realist, but I immediately went to her uh, parents, you know, mom or dad or both. I'm going, you know, you got to really and I got a 12 year old. So in my head, I'm like, okay, an 11 year old girl who's being bullied that bad has to show some kind of signs that I'm not eating, or I don't want to go to school today, or it's it's signs man it there's there's got to be signs to the when you when that, when an eleven year old kills herself
8: yes sir
2: you you have yeah. failed that child man
8: there's no way you ain't failed
2: that. I'm taking my child out of that school, she's not going to school, they can take me to jail, whatever they got to do we're going to homeschool something,
10: but you got parents you got but as parents you got create that environment or that situation where that child feels comfortable talking with you, you know, about stuff, you know. Some right. parents Sometimes, I mean, kids don't even want to want to mention things that happen in school because they don't know how their parents going to take it. Some parents may blame the kid for getting bullied. Like, they may call the kids soft for you or well. You need to step, you know, we, we don't know the situation with the parent, but at the same time, the parents got to create that environment too or that, that atmosphere where a kid feels comfortable enough or I mean it's your kid where your kid feels comfortable enough talking to you and that's something you just gotta instill as they're growing up. Like you gotta tell your parents, talk to your parents, you know. We we're here for you, so you know, come talk to us when certain things happen. Yeah, we may get mad, but at the mm-hmm. same time you might fix the situation at the end of the day.
2: That's right. I, I just I I think it's a I think it's a failure, man, and you know, on on you know, whatever level, you know, whether it's communication or whether well, it's just not paying attention, because it takes a man, it takes a lot to commit suicide. Okay, I'm, I'm speaking like I know, but it, it has to take a lot to commit suicide, man, to make your mind up to kill yourself because it's that bad. You know, and and we're talking about an 11 year old who doesn't even have the knowledge or the understanding yet to like hide something that serious. You know what i mean it, it it's got to be some signs that that's gonna send some 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 warning bells or some red flags in your head that to, to say you know something's wrong with my child, but you know before making their mind up to kill themselves now if she hit it well we I guess we'll never know but in you know in my mind, I just think that there's a lot of people that fell that child and 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 it started in the home, and that's what we have to stop doing, you know you know speaking on the topic that we're talking about tonight, we're talking about sports. I didn't mean to go off into that, but we got to stop failing our kids, man. And if it means that they don't play sports because you can't be there properly, I'm sorry, man, but so be it, man. So be it. Until you can probably put yourself in a situation to be present for that child to prevent something horrible happening to him. If it means I'm not playing sports for a little while or not playing sports for this year because you can't align yourself properly, hey, man, it is what it is because you got to make ends meet, and I get that.
10: It's like that's my right. man said, you gotta adjust. You gotta adjust. And that's actually in a sense, that's what I teach the kids that I that I you know, teach. That's what I kinda the the kids that I coach is, you know. As an athlete, you always gotta be able to adjust. The best athletes can adjust at a moment's time and that's life too, man, you know. You gotta be able to make adjustments to be successful and if that's you're not right. willing to make those adjustments then you're gonna miss out on something or somebody that's depending on you will miss out on something.
8: And you can, you got to pay attention to your child. I mean, it may be deeper. It may have been deeper than the bullying. Maybe she could mm-hmm. have handled the bullying. Maybe that's what the media gave us. Maybe it was something at home lacking, you know.
10: Right.
8: Maybe she won't get the attention that she needed. Maybe she didn't feel like, uh, I'm, I don't know, was it a girl? Was it a young girl? Yeah. Okay, maybe, maybe she didn't feel like, um, you know, Nobody loved her. Nobody cared about her. Nobody spent time with her, you know. Um, it, it may have been deeper than that. I don't know the situation. But if you're paying attention to that stuff, man, as a parent, um, that your child is getting bullied, and I think that that can be, like you said, Pudgy, something can, something can be done about that. Hey, listen, uh-huh. you know, we we, we got to get you up out of here because, listen, this is really stressing you out. We don't need that. Go talk to who you need to talk to. Go out to the schools and act. There you go again. Parents, you got
2: to get out to the
8: school. Because you
2: know, that, that's so extreme, Rob. Man, I mean, at 11 years old to commit suicide, you don't hear yeah. stuff like that, man.
8: I mean, you, think about it. If you think about it, Pudge, time has changed, man. I'm, I'm 35, It'll be 36, December 31st. Time, time has just done like a 360. It, they are doing things different now. 11 yeah. years old is not like 11 years old when I was 11.
2: That's the new 14.
8: <laughs> yeah, they Real. they more experienced, they know a lot of stuff, they they I mean right. they're just more advanced in a lot of different areas and, and, and um I mean if it, if she probably wouldn't have committed suicide, would she have joined a game?
10: Or she might have
8: confined to her, sand,
10: You know, she might have confined to that coach and that coach might have seen that opportunity being okay. of a exactly. situation. Right. Yeah.
2: I that's funny you said, said mean, that. We got yeah, a we, we got a comment. Hold hold that thought. One second. We got a comment that says, um, "Also, some kids." This came from Contessa Woods. It said, "Also, some kids in a single mother's home are targeted because the the coaches present themselves to be a role model slash father figure, luring them in." You know what I mean? Right.
10: Yeah, that's true. And that's, and that's probably in that situation where a girl did you know kill herself like that. She might not have had a mother to go to. She might not have had a friend to go to. That's when that window's open where she go to that coach, or that adult that she thinks she can trust, and that's when she get becomes vulnerable and gets taken advantage of.
2: What What are some signs that think. you guys think of, of, of? You know, if you know you guys are parents, so if you if you're looking at, you know, maybe your niece or your nephew or your child or whatever, you know, you're looking at that coach. What are some red flags? Because you guys are coaches too. What are some red flags that would that would make you question something?
8: Man, um, less communication. I mean, if if they, if they was talkative before, they're not as talkative as much anymore. Going in, just closing their door. Uh, I mean, man, wow. If
10: if I see a coach trying to be more of a friend with a kid or with a set of athletes than they are trying to be like a coach figure type. Cause there's a difference, and you can tell a difference if you're around a situation. It, it, you got to kind of watch that, you know, if, if the coach is having a gathering in his house and inviting athletes over, different things like that, you know, and that, that's kind of a red flag. You don't really need to be going over the coach's house, and you know, unless it's a, a team function. You don't you don't need to be going over there by yourself to work on your game. Like we can do that at school. You, or, it, right. you know that 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 type of stuff can get taken care of in, in another way. You know, so yeah. mm. little things like that. You just got to be active. You got to be visible. and You got to keep your eyes open. Wow, I I, I agree yeah, with yeah, that.
2: That you was gotta, you got to
8: know you got to know your child. I didn't mean to cut you off, but you got to no, you know could, your child, man. You got to mm-hmm. know your child. I mean, flat, it's just like that. I mean. I, I don't know. You, you, if, if if, you're not paying attention, then you're not going to know. But if you know your kid, you're going to know when something is wrong. It may not even be bullying or nobody messing with them. They could just have a bad day. Yeah.
6: You're going to
8: know when your child is having a bad day. What's what's wrong? You know, but mm. if you're not paying attention, man, you're not going to know whether they're getting raped, whether they're getting bullied, whatever. You're not going to know. they you, to or whatever. Yeah. All
2: right. Well, I mean, here we are, man, in, in the brink of two scandals You know, we got the Penn State thing going on We got the Syracuse thing going on with Bernie Fine over there And there are a lot of developments coming out with that Like I said before, Ernie Lorch and, and I didn't even, this was crazy I didn't even realize it when I was researching stats for the show And uh, I, something just said, Google Ernie Lorch You know what I mean? And this is, this is a, a high-profile booster, attorney and I'm not I'm not gonna put any, you know, anybody's names out there, man, but this, this is stuff that I know is true, you know, in, in Collegiate Sports, it's tied with Saint John's and all that and all this stuff is well documented. But there's a few NBA players that can speak on this that I know for a fact who could talk about this that haven't come out and said a thing. But I just Google the man's name and, you know, come to find out he's in a wheelchair now, he was charged with, I don't know, fifteen different accounts of of sexual abuse and you know, some players have came out and said it goes way back into the 70s and the 80s and the 90s, and I'm like, wow, isn't this something that I thought was a, a secret? You know what I mean? Some stuff that I just heard, and, and y- y- you know, it, it hit the fan finally. So that's what seems like, it seems like to me that's what happen- that's what's happening with Penn State, and that's what's happening with Syracuse, is that a lot of the things that, were known from athlete to athlete or that were talked about in whispers of, in circles have came out and hit the fan. And now the rest of the world is seeing the same things that athletes knew in the beginning. So people are trying to adjust to these things and it's rampant. I mean, it, it's already ran rapid. It's, it's all over the place. So, you know, if I could give anybody any, any, any advice, like we said before, you know, Hey, have them come back and listen to the archives of the show. You know, send us an email, krpradio at com. I'll forward it to Rod, Kevin, or my man Ron. And if you guys need advice or some kind of help or you got a question or what may have you, I don't know. But all I can tell you guys is to pay attention to your kids. Like a bunch of us have said repeatedly tonight, um, don't leave your kids with people if you can help it. Adjust. Get uncomfortable to be comfortable and and just pay attention, man, because it's really important, you know, that, that we're, we're watching who's around our kids and, and the way our kids are going because they're watching a lot of TV and they're getting their ideas of who they should be from TV. And if we're not balancing that with the truth in reality, they're going to be exactly what they see on TV, the pros and the cons. Fellas, been beautiful man. You guys got you any final thoughts that? or any shout outs, final thoughts, or you know, drop your website, let people know where they can find you at this, that and the third events. The floor is yours to do. We promo on this show. <laughs>
10: uh well, let me let me give a shout out to uh Bob Middle out in Relicton. That's how you yeah. team our coach. Yeah, we sitting at four and one right now. So we we're doing pretty good. The guys are learning how to play defense first. <laughs> But um, We at Athletics, man, you can check us out at com, all lowercase. Like I said, we we train, we help kids, you know, with sports-specific type training, whether it's basketball, track, football, whatever it is your your child want to do, you know, athletically, we it. So check us out. You know, hit us up on the email we athletics, um at yahoo.com, you know. We'll do what we can for you. Other than that, Stay active, stay fit, and I'm a PE teacher as well, so that's what I preach and that's what's up.
2: <laughs> I like that. Ron, what about what about your affiliates who work with you, Ron?
10: Hey, um Ron. Yeah, Ron,
2: your your affiliates. Mr. Holman?
10: Uh right now it's just me and a guy named um Bo Williamson. Mm-hmm. He played at uh Elon. He played receiver at Elon and we kinda holding the fort down right now. Trying to get some things to happen, Just trying to provide services that we ain't have growing up, basically, man. But That's a beautiful. Thing. From from the area that we're from. That's basically what we're trying to do.
2: Shout out to Bo Williamson, man, top five receiver out there in Elon, man. I see I know a little bit. Shout out to Bo. <laughs> Been holding it down for a long time. It's a good dude, man. You got you guys are good dudes. I appreciate you coming on the show and spreading some love. We'll definitely call you back and uh, try to bring you back. When we do the college portion of this, I got a couple of college coaches that wanted to do this, and they, they thought this was a greater idea. Um, unfortunately, they were on the road or they were doing other things with their family. So, you know, I didn't want to take anybody away from their family at all. We try to do it as a convenience factor. But, you know, we're here and we're working. So, Ron, I appreciate you coming through, man. Shout out to you and we it. No problem, it.
8: man. I appreciate you having me on, man. No doubt. Rod. what's up, baby? Kingdom work. Let them know. Hey. Hey, man, listen, you know what it is. We're doing a lot of things down here and Wilson, wide awake Wilson, North Carolina, man. And, you know, shout-out to Rocky, you know, everybody that I know and everybody that knows me. Shout-out to everybody. Um, but with Kingdom Works, man, we, we, we're doing a lot of things. You know, we spreading the gospel like, like a virus. So that's just what I do. That's what I stand for, and I'm bold about it at the same time. So, um <laughs> We 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 definitely gonna get down on my birthday, which is um, December the 31st, New Year's Eve night at the spot right here in Wilson on Tarver Street, nine ten Tarver Street. Um, just a five dollar donation, man, just to take care, you know, a little, a little things around around the, for the building. Um, uh, the clothing line, Life, with the big L on it. I don't know if you've seen it on Facebook yet. Um, Life L dot I dot L dot E dot um, live it forever is what it stands for, man, and we just motivating people and inspiring people, man, to to, to to get to the next level in life, man, you know, turn their dreams into a reality, that type of thing, man, Not, get off the treadmill of life. So we, we're just motivating people, man, and inspiring them, like I said, and also to live for, you know, of course, for for, for Jesus Christ as as best as you possibly can. And one more thing, Pudgy, before I get off here. You got it. We did we did a call and I'm gonna change it because of your show, brother, um, because I respect what you're doing. But we did a call, man, um, tonight at eight o'clock uh, for for about thirty minutes tonight, uh, a motivational call called call. It's called next level motivational slash inspirational um, call. Mm-hmm. And we're gonna do it every Sunday to top the week off, and then we're gonna do it do it on Thursdays at eight o'clock to to top to, to end your week. Um, like that, um, to, you know, so that you can get busy on doing what you're doing, man. Turning your dreams into a reality. So that's about it, man. I appreciate you just for even having me on, bro.
2: Always, okay. man. Always, anytime. You always welcome, cause I you working, man. That kingdom work. They are putting in some work. Let me tell you, man. That's crazy. I love it. Man, I love to see people pr- prosper, man. When when other people prosper, it motivates me. And I always felt like everybody should be like that. Like you know, when when another person is prospering. You should feel good about what they're doing. It should make you want to do something. You should tell people about it. You know, that's just me. I, I don't know about everybody else. But, you know, we should be happy for the upcoming of, of other folks, man. I, I just think that's a beautiful thing. So, you know, shout out to you, man. Many more mad prayers to you and yours. And and I hope you will pray for my strength and encouragement. And, uh, you know, just keep doing what you do, brother.
8: Absolutely, man. Hey, look, again, I appreciate you, man. God bless you. Keep doing what you're doing, brother.
2: All right. Blessings. Thanks. so. Sure. So uh, you know, three minutes in the show and and I think that I think that this has been a a wonderful show you know there's a there's a lot of blog posts all over the Facebooks and the twitter and the uh the hip hop conservative blog and the k r p blog and you know it's too much to actually check right now, so shout out to all the people who were uh participants on that and who made comments and this that and the third you know I don't know man, when it comes to sports there there's a lot that we have to look into because none of us are perfect none of us are obviously we're not professionals at what we do maybe some of us have been or there may be some of you listeners out there that are professionals but what I what I just want to say to people is that when it comes to our kids all the responsibility falls on our shoulders um uh, no matter what happens all the responsibility still falls on our shoulders so you know while it might seem like you know just an extracurricular activity it's really more important than that because a lot of people prey on these events or these extracurricular activities because there are a lot of kids around so when you got you know predators or people who want to you know touch on your kids or they want to do things to your kids you know their focal point and and you know where they what they look at is is an opportunity and this is an opportunity for them so the best thing that we can do is always try to be around as much as possible, ask a lot of questions because questions, you know, they shoot negative people off. If if someone has an ulterior motive about something and, and questions, you know, they'll kind of get away or they'll be actually slow to do things than they would normally. So, you know, make sure you're asking questions, make sure you're present, make sure you're talking to your kids realistically about things and that you're showing a lot of love, man. Love conquers all. If you don't remember nothing, remember this. God is love. Love is God. I appreciate you guys coming through. KRP Radio Show. If you didn't get to hear the whole show, check the archives. We are out of here. Appreciate you guys for coming through. One love. Same time, same place. Next week, folks, we'll be on the air. It'll be a replay show because, you know, it's the holiday. We're going to take one break out of the year. One love. Appreciate everybody coming through. We'll catch you guys next week.
0: K-R-R-P. Recognize real gon' recognize real real Only gon' recognize still reckon I will Like we
3: always do with this time I go for mine I get this shine Let's you your